Welcome to the Bacon Game Sports Pod. Your source for the latest on baseball, football, and whatever else he feels like talking about. Get ready. Here is your host, Jesse. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm joined here. Uh, you're a recurring guest. Why don't you uh, tell people about yourself again? Sure. Yeah. Second time. Thanks for having me. My name's Chris Robin. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Detroit Beastie. I do a lot of uh, DFS and seasonal stuff at DFSCheatSheet.com and recently accepted a gig ranking and doing projections for Fantasy Pros. Dope. That's awesome, dude. I use some Fantasy Pro stuff for my... Uh... My ADP on my website and stuff, so that's good stuff. Um, okay, so the uh, the basic crux of this episode is I just want to, you know, I have most of my predictions down on the website, thebakinggamesfantasysports.com, um, but I wanted to just go through them and just talk about my predictions for the NFL season. You'll get it down in an audio form, and uh, Chris is here to react, give his own opinions, and all that fun stuff. So uh, are you ready, man? I'm absolutely ready. All right, dope. Let's do it. Let's start with the AFC North. Just going to... I've done the records for all the guys. I've done, you know, all of the predictions for the games and everything like that. So my AFC North looks like the Ravens at 13 and 3, the Browns at 11 and 5, Steelers at 6 and 10, the Bengals at 5 and 11. I have the Ravens and the Browns making the playoffs. Well, what do you think about that? Uh, well, it's a damn good division given the fact that the Ravens are there with Lamar, reigning MVP champion. You know, it's that same tired old thing that everybody else says. Uh, I'm surprised that you don't have the Steelers ahead of the Browns, because, you know, as a guy in Detroit, the Browns are kind of mm-hmm. like the, the Lions of the AFC North, right? So, yeah. uh, you know, it's not that big of a deal, but just the fact that their Pittsburgh's defense is so young and seemingly, you know, hungry, I could see a, a point where the Steelers and Ravens make the playoffs in that division. Bengals and Browns are out. Yeah, I mean, I don't hate that. I think that's like a, a, a decent, like, I wouldn't say consensus or anything like that, but I think that's a, a decent way to put it. Um, I think the Browns offense is like a top five offense, Um, I think. <laughs> um, I, I really buy into the offense. I think it's really good. The defense isn't definitely isn't as good as it could have been if they you didn't trade for an old Beckham. Um, but uh, I, 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 I do I do think this team is pretty good. I don't think the division is very good besides the Ravens. Um, I don't think the Steelers have a great offense, even with ben ba- Big Ben back for however many, game, however many games he plays. Like, Juju's fine, I, I, I guess. And they have Deontay Johnson, maybe, or Chase Claypool is supposed to be, like, good good this year, maybe. I don't know how I feel about James Conner. They got an aging offensive line. The defense, like you said, was great last year. They were great. But, like, Bud Dupree's had one good year, right? I, I think Watt is really good. I, concern for Joe Hayden is their top cornerback. Is he, what is he, like, 32? Uh, I, I think I'm a little bit concerned about him possibly uh you know not being as good and i don't think they have a really good you know other cornerbacks and i think that's pretty important for a defense i know they've got a great front front seven right but um i I think there's a lot of problems in in, for the steelers and i know under mike tomlin right i don't think they've been under eight wins before but uh i think this is a year it could happen yeah i'm with you i'm not i know we're looking ahead to 2020 which starts in a few days (laughs) but i'm more excited for like the long-term projection of this division because i could see a a you know, a scenario where it's going to be the Ravens and Bengals just head to head for a long time in that division, given the fact, you know, Ben is is old for Pittsburgh. And I mean, I respect what you're saying about Cleveland. I just I don't see it. Maybe they, they put it together this season, but they were absolutely awful and atrocious last season. So there's a lot of uh, what ifs. They have a lot of ground to make up there this season in Cleveland. 
Yeah, for sure. I, I think this could be yeah really fun division looking forward. Like you said, um, once the Steelers find a replacement for Ben, you know, Burrow, Baker, and then Lamar, plus whoever the Steelers get, you know, uh, that that could be really fun. I, I think that's a uh, I think that's fair. Um, okay, cool. Let's go to the AFC West. I've got no surprise here. The Chiefs at thirteen and three making the playoffs. The Broncos at ten and six making the playoffs. The Chargers are five and eleven, and the Raiders are four and two. How do you feel? Uh, yeah, it, it's Kansas City in this division, and I don't think it's you know primarily yeah. going, going to be close <laughs> for uh, a few years on end. I mean, I know that's that's a bummer for the Broncos, the uh, Las Vegas Raiders now, and the Chargers, but that's just how professional sports go. You know, one division dominates because they've drafted right, they've built right, they've traded right, they have good, good organizational skills and a good front office. And then, you know, with, with Patrick Mahomes and now drafted Clyde Edwards, the Hilaire there, uh, it's, you know, it, it's Kansas City in the AFC West for a while, and I don't think it's ever going to be close. Yeah, uh, as yeah, I think it's just got it. You got to chalk this one up for the next five years. I, I probably agree. I mean, Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes together. I'm not really going to bet against that. And what I think is actually a pretty weak division, uh, at least this year, possibly. Uh, I mean, it could be good. I also have the Broncos at ten and six. Do you think that they're a playoff worthy team or? I do. You know what? I've I, I do a lot of IDP stuff. You know, individual mm-hmm. defensive player mm-hmm. for fantasy, and the the Broncos are surprisingly talented on the defensive side of the ball you know, in terms of linebackers and their, their secondary mainly with, you know, Justin Simmons, as I believe in my mm-hmm. rankings, he's a top uh, 40 overall guy. So uh, the Broncos have what it takes, especially with Melvin Gordon in town now, and they have a their backup running back in Phil Lindsay has rushed for back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons. I don't know if any backup running backs in the league, you know, can boast that their backup guy you know, is a thousand yard rusher. So the Broncos, I, I really genuinely enjoy Denver and watching them play and they could give the chiefs a run for their money, but, you know, strictly, you know, as a wild card team, cause I don't think mm-hmm. they're, they're going to push Kansas city's limits in terms of, of winning that division. Yeah. I, I, I pretty much agree uh, with what you said. Yeah. I, I worry about maybe the cornerbacks. I'm not sure how much I like AJ Bouye and it looks like Bryce Callanan is their other guy. I'm, I'm not 100%. I know he's going to be playing cornerback, but uh, I like the rest of the defense a lot. You know, like you mentioned Simmons. They got Jarrell Casey from uh, a steal from the Titans, and now they've got Chubb and Miller, you know, on the outside, hopefully all healthy. It's pretty dope. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited for that. I, I think it all – this is also a thing, too, I, mean, I probably should have mentioned about um, the uh, – uh, Sorry, the Cleveland Browns. Uh, this this kind of rests on how the quarterback is going to look. And I don't know how I feel about Locke. I know how I feel about Baker. I feel way more confident in Baker than I do Locke. But, you know, the rest of this roster is, you know, really well flushed out. It's kind of just on Drew Locke now, I think. Um, and, and I'm betting, you know, that they do make the playoffs and that they are a decent team. Uh, mostly because I think their, uh, you know, division isn't very good. <laughs> they could win eight games and make the playoffs as possible um, and win like four of those or five of those in division. Um so yeah, I mean, I I, I just I just think it kind of like weighs on, on Locke, and if he's bad, this could definitely be a team that's out. But if he's good, this could be I mean maybe even eleven one team. Um, well, here's my here's my thing, real quick, if I may. Yeah, so you know, you mentioned Baker in Cleveland. He everything that Baker has in front of him now, he had going into last season, and he completely mm-hmm. it was he completely crapped the bed with all of his interceptions and other turnovers and Cleveland couldn't well, put it together. Right. So if well, you I, did, look- I do disagree a little bit on that though. Sorry to interrupt, but like they do have a way better off. I think a better, very good offensive line this year. Um, I think well, there is a difference. 
the only thing I'm going to get at in comparison is Denver has that same kind of hype that Cleveland did last year, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you just shift your excitement or your projections, people are more so looking at Denver because they haven't done it yet. They haven't been given the Mm -hmm. chance. They haven't done it yet. Let's see if they can put it all together with a young quarterback. I firmly believe Denver is in the same position this year that Cleveland was last year. Cleveland couldn't figure it out. So, you know, NFL is kind of what have you done for me lately? Cleveland hasn't done anything lately. So let's shift our excitement and our projections to you know, Denver with Locke and uh, as people put in air quotations, all of his weapons. So Mm -hmm. it's just, you know, shifting the excitement, you know, from one team to another. Sure. What, wait, what do you mean in air quotes though about all, do you think he doesn't have a lot of weapons? I, I, no, he does. Yeah. Okay. I'm not taking a hard stance on either, but I'm just curious. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Every, I mean, not, not to be rude, not to you, you didn't say that, but every, everybody says, well, he's got a ton of weapons (laughs) around him. It's just, I Uh find that to be like a lazy, um, you know, way to get your point across. Like mm-hmm. if he's got a, a ton of weapons, say who they are. These are the yeah. receivers. <laughs> these are the, you know, it, it's yeah. just like, yeah, a, yeah. you know, just glossing over something. It's a lazy interpretation to me. So that's why I say air quotes. Cause I, mm-hmm. I don't talk that way, I guess. <laughs> gotcha. Oh, that makes, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, you could be rude to me too. It's fine. I, I, I don't take any personal offense to any of this story about it, but uh, I mean, mm-hmm. I think he does have two, two good weapons. I think Jerry Judah is my favorite wide receiver coming out. And I like Sutton a lot. Um, the running backs, we'll see. No offense, we'll see. But I, I do think the two at least. And then, you know, after they have Judy, it's like eight different Penn State receivers that like, I don't know if they're going to be good or not. You know, like Tim Patrick, fucking KJ Hamler, all that stuff. You know, I don't know mm. who the other guy they're going to play there is, you know. Um, I don't either, but I'm looking yeah. forward to see it as a, as a guy in Michigan in the Big Ten. Uh, uh, I, saw a right. lot of, I saw a lot of KJ Hamler at Penn True. State. And uh, I'm excited for him in the slot. So we'll see how it goes. Mm-hmm. Do you think uh, the Chargers or the Raiders have a uh, chance at playoffs or better than what I predicted possibly? Or? Uh, g- give me the record. I didn't yeah. write them down. Yeah, yeah. no, no problem. Of course, of course. Um, yeah, the Chargers, I have five, five and 11, and the Raiders are at four and 12. Nah, that, that's, that's right in my wheelhouse. That's exactly yeah. what I was going to say. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I think per- personally, I'm a bigger fan of the Chargers than most people, and I don't know why. Maybe because my late father bought me a, a Chargers hat a couple Christmases ago, and it's pristine. And I'm a big fan of Tyrod Taylor, too. And uh, and what he can put together there, everybody's sleeping on him. He's on the waiver wire in a ton of, you know, fantasy football leagues. I know we're talking real everyday life football, but Tyrod Taylor's not a bad quarterback. And I, I think the Chargers are going to surprise some people. Do they do they win that division? Absolutely not. But can they make a run late in the season for a, a, a wild card spot? Absolutely. If they do get into the playoffs, can they win that wild card game? Absolutely. We're talking six, seven months from now. So it's kind of, you know, silly for me to talk like that. But uh, that's why you have me here tonight, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I would also, as bad as, you know, the record I've given them is, um, I'm also like a Chargers fan. Like their cornerback group might be one of the best in the leagues, maybe. Um, with the addition of, you know, Chris Harris, because um, I love I love Desmond King and I, I like Hayward a lot, too. Uh, obviously, I think you don't ask you personally, but um, I just I think a lot of things had to fall right for this team to be good. And with Derwin James being out, uh, this is just this just adds to like, you know, things need to be perfect for them to possibly get into the playoffs. Sneak in, I think, because I, I don't really know how I feel about Tyrod as a, as, as a quarterback to lead teams to victory. And I hate Justin Herbert. So um, I, I just um, yeah, I, I, I feel like a lot of things had to go right. And a lot of things still have to go right. It's still possible, you know, but I uh, I think I'm erring on the side of caution here. They have made the offensive line better, adding Brian Balaga 
Um, they, I think they got what Turner in the offseason. Try Turner, right? They traded uh, Okung for him, right? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, there's some stuff here. I just think things like after this injury to Derwin James, like no one else can get hurt. Everyone has to play 110, or else this team is not going to have a shot. I think. Yeah, um, I mean, the Chiefs are going to win this division by six, seven games. Yeah. So it's <laughs> it's possible. You know, yeah, it's already a race for second place in the West, and I <laughs> I, I believe that the Chargers do at like seven and nine. Is that Excuse me. Is that AFC wild card worthy playoffs? Probably not, given the you know what the AFC is about. But it'll be a fun uh, fun season for the West. Yeah, for sure. All right, cool. Uh, let's talk about the AFC East. I've got the Bills nine and seven, the only team to make the playoffs from this division. Then I've got the Dolphins at seven and nine, the Patriots seven and nine, the Jets at three and thirteen. What do you think about uh, that spicy take? Dolphins in second place. Uh, I'm not. I don't 100% agree, but it's not it's not a bad move. Uh, off the top of my head, I, I like the Pat, the Pats to be about 10 and six. They'll still win the division. They'll beat out the Browns by a game. I got Buffalo going nine and seven. The Dolphins winning six games, and then the Jets at a lowly three or four games. You know, per mm-hmm. usual, that's that's right where they are. They're, they've been at, you know, so what does that mean for, for the Jets if they only win three <laughs> or four games in Darnold's yeah. third season? So maybe they might move on from him after that. But, uh, again, Patriots win that division yet again. So Buffalo Bills fans, uh, cover your ears. and <laughs> No, it's okay. It's okay. I, I, I kind of I, – I, maybe if I were to switch the, uh, the Bills and the Patriots, I don't think that would be a crazy thing. Um, I – so speaking first about the Bills, um, I love the head coach McDermott, huge fan. Um, I like Josh Allen more now than I used to in the past. Um, I think reviewing his film in the offseason definitely gave me a better look. But I don't know how good this defense is actually. Like Tre'Davious White's great. Like sure, we got that. Um, I don't think they have Star Ludo Lele anymore. Um, the defensive line, I, I either have Rashawn Gary, or they have someone someone in that vein, and I'm gonna look it up real quick because I I do want to know. But their defense just I remember looking at it and just being like, oh, is this? Is defense actually like a top five defense like like they were last year? Are we sure? Uh, I, I, I'm i just unsure how I feel about it Um, overall. Uh, oh, it's Olivier. Uh, Ed, Ed Oliver, sorry. Um, the story, the story for me in this division is Cam Newton. Uh, I think he goes absolutely wild uh, this season, and he's going to tear apart the East and the other teams that they play not in that division. And I could see a situation where Cam Newton leads the NFL in, in total touchdowns. Like, that's how... Uh, high I am about Cam and how crazy he's going to go this season. Um, sure, like I could see that happening too, but I could also see Cam throwing like six picks in the first two games and then giving it over to Stendham and he being actually like I think there's a wide range of what could happen to Cam Newton in a new situation with Bill Belichick, who I fucking love. He's the best coach GM in the past like 20, 30 years I've been watching football. So I, I love Belichick, so I, I, it's hard for me to doubt him, but um, I don't know who Cam Newton's throwing to. They've lost a few guys like Hightower and Chung to the COVID list thing already. Um, I, I feel like the defense maybe isn't as good as they were last year. I know, I know they scheme really well for everything, especially the offensive line. That's always good. Belichick knows what he's doing. The offensive line coach knows what he's doing. Um, but I, I, I do, I, I'm a little scared. I, I don't know how I feel about Cam Newton throwing to Nikhil Harry and Julian Edelman. Maybe I, I, I I'm, I'm unsure. I'm, I, I would like to, I wouldn't, maybe I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't like to like the Patriots, but I still think they have good pieces. They have good stuff, but this division, I feel like is getting on, moving on from, from being under the Patriots uh, boot now. And I, I, the reason why I have Miami over them is because I, I think this is like, it's just like kind of a, a wild throw out there, but I fuck, I just love Tua. I know he's not starting. I know he still has like a little bit of injury stuff, 
Um, but I mean, Preston Wilson and we got Devontae Parker. If he's as good, I like Mike Gusecki a lot. The offensive line definitely could use some work. But if if the offense is good and, you know, we have guys like uh, Xavier Howard, um, Ibn Agony, who I think is a fine rookie, and then Byron Jones playing, you know, cornerback um, in a soft division where the Jets are trash. I don't know if the Patriots are going to be that good or if the Bills are going to be that good. The AFC, I don't think is very good. I, it, it's just possible. Um, and and I, I like it enough that I'm going to do it. Let me ask it. let me <laughs> ask you this real quick. Yeah. What's so. Up? How many times in your life have you, you know, when you played or excuse me, when you're watching football or you're ranking football or you're, you know, playing fantasy football, how often do does any of your of your ideas and your projections go exactly as you have them planned? 100 percent of the time, I'm always right about everything. No, obviously I'm not. You know, it doesn't go very well. Well, <laughs> the, on, the only reason I ask you that is because the Dolphins, everybody's going wild for them. All I've heard about is Devontae Parker, Gasecki, Preston Williams, Tua, right? And everybody's so on them that they forget about other teams in the division, i.e. the Patriots. Nobody's talking about the Patriots. And I, I don't care if if it was just Cam Newton. Obviously, they got Julian Edelman. They have Keneal Harry. And then they have a plethora of rookie tight ends. It's not To me, it's not so much about who the Patriots are going to be throwing the ball to and who's going to be running the ball for the Patriots. It's about the other teams in that division and their defenses and their, their propensity to not, you know, stack up well against the Patriots. So if that makes sense, it's not about who the Patriots have on offense. It's about the other team's defenses in that division, how lowly I expect them to be this season. Maybe I think these are very new teams now, though. But I understand what you're saying. I don't think people are talking enough about the Patriots, the possibility, especially at least of the potential of this offense. I think. And you mentioned the two rookie guys on the Patriots. I feel it's not Cole Komet. I know that's the guy who went to the Bears. He was the first one off the field. But I, I think they took like two, two tight ends in the in in round three. Like there are, I mean, for I know we're talking about fantasy stuff yet, but like maybe we watch out for those guys, or maybe those guys might be good. Uh, oh, Asai, right? Devin Asai. Yeah, yeah, and there's another guy. I forget his name. Dalton Keen. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, yeah, I mean, it's. I think we should consider looking into that. And, and I, I think you're probably right. People aren't talking enough about it, maybe because they're not they're like the old hotness and people want them to stink. But I don't know if like going the opposite way and being like, I don't think I ever saw Miami do well. or I don't think these teams ever do well against the Patriots. I think it's a new Patriots team. So I, I think things can change. And I think things are changing this year. But I again, like like you stated, I wouldn't be surprised if the Patriots are 10 and six again and they dominate the division another year. I wouldn't be surprised. Nothing has happened in this division to make me think otherwise. And until proven otherwise, I'm still in on the Patriots in the East. Sure, that's fair. Um, Okay, let's go to my favorite division because I hate myself. Um, The AFC South. I have the Colts at 9-7 winning the division and making the playoffs. The Titans at 9-7 making the playoffs. The Texans at 8-8 and and the Jaguars at 6-10. I I understand uh, people people want to criticize me on the Jaguars winning even six games, but I'm... I think that's going to happen. <laughs> Fair enough. I think Doug Marone's the first coach fired this season yeah, with possible. the Jaguars. Uh, I have the Colts yet, yeah, like you said, winning the division 10 and 6. The Titans right behind them also making the playoffs at 9 and 7. Uh, Texas, the Texans at 7 and 9. And the Jaguars, uh, about three or four wins. So 3 and 13, 4 and 12, somewhere in that range. And again, Marone, the Jaguars head coach, is the first guy fired this season yeah it's possible I, I could see that um my my thing is i'm just going i think the offense is going to be good 
Um, the defense is going to be really young. Hopefully they transition to a 3-4 smoothly because their linebackers, you know, Chase on and uh, Josh Allen both played outside linebacker for a 3-4 system. They got the guy from Ohio State, the D-tackle, who's like a pretty good nose tackle. I bet people have been saying for fucking four years that Taven Bryan is a goddamn, um, he's he's a, not like a, a clone of uh, uh, J.J. Wapiti, like fits into the same kind of, you know, mold as he does in a 3-4. So if they move to a 3-4 and actually move him to his right position, possibly, he could be good. He was decent last year. Um, he, he could be okay. So there's there's a lot of young questions on the defense, but if everything comes together, I think they can put together a, a top 20, 25 defense maybe. And I think with the offense being pretty good, they could win possibly six games. Um, that's just where I'm going with the Jaguars. I like Artem Minshew a lot. He won six games last year as a rookie, um, and he only played in uh, what he played in 12 of them. He was six and six last year. So I mean, uh, I don't know. I I think that's my justification for that. But anyway, I think they're a loser team, so it's fine. Loser POV, all that stuff. They're definitely there. Um, seems like we're pretty aligned on the other stuff. Um, the Colts, the Titans, and the Texans. Um, I feel like people, especially who you know aren't like AFC South fans, have the Texans still doing well. Is there is there a reason why you don't have them uh, making the playoffs? It's well, when you lump, I mean, it, this division's long been. There's been times where the the winner of this division has had a losing record. How many seasons in a row in the last like uh, five or six years has have the Texans won the division at eight and eight or seven and nine? It, it, I don't know about it, seven it, and nine, but I think it's been a mis- yeah. it's been a miserable division just because you've had Jacksonville and t- <clears throat> excuse me in Tennessee, but now the the Titans and the Colts have kind of you know uh, spaced themselves out in that division. And in terms of the Colts, I love the addition of Phil Rivers. I don't care if he's fifty years old. The guy. <laughs> The guy throws the football, and he's just a gamer. He talks. He doesn't swear, but he's always talking. He's always he's always talking shit, and he's having fun. And their offense is is fairly suited for what Phil Rivers wants to do. I find that to be one of the the most fantastic additions uh, overall in the NFL this season. The Colts, mm-hmm. that being the Colts, adding Phil Rivers, and then Tennessee. Not, not much has changed for them. Having come off an, an AFC championship game loss, you know, albeit, mm-hmm. but I love Ryan Tannehill at quarterback. Just feed, feed Derrick Henry the ball 300 times, give him the That's ball 400 true. times. What yeah. do I care? The guy's built for it. He, his mm-hmm. size, his strength, it, you know, it, it, it's crazy and it's fantastic. So I could see a, a, a what's the word I'm looking for? A, a, a case where it's the Colts and the Titans, the last one or two games of the season where. Whoever wins this game wins the South, you know, and we go from there. So to say I have the Colts ten and six, and the Jet, mm-hmm. or excuse me, and the Titans nine and seven, uh, you could ease. I could easily flip flop that, you know, cool. by be, by season's end. Yeah, that's that's fair. Um, I have a few I have a few things to say. Um, I I wanted to mention I hate Phil Rivers' passing motion, but I think he's a good quarterback. He's definitely an upgrade from last year. I hate his little, little like eh. Throwing the football, I fucking hate the way it looks. I need to say that. Um, but I think he's yeah, you're right. He's a good addition. I think the best addition, unfortunately, I had to give up a draft pick for it. Um, was getting DeForest Buckner. Love that. Huge fan of DeForest Buckner. Absolutely. I think they paid the wrong guy in uh, in San Fran, fucking paying Eric Armstead instead of him. I think that was a huge mistake. Um, and I like that a lot. It sucks they had to give up a draft pick because they have a shit ton of draft uh, uh cap space, or at least they did before you know resigning. Uh, I think one of their guards or centers. I think it was Ryan Kelly or something. Um, and then before signing Buckner to a huge deal. Um, so I like that a lot. I like Rivers a lot too. I love Michael Pittman. I'm in love with Michael Pittman. Um, I hate that he's a Colt because I hate the Colts, but um, huge fan of that guy as a player. So uh, yeah, I think they can they can be pretty good. You know, we still have Darius Leonard, we still have Molly Cooker. Like they have some pieces on the defense. Otherwise, that hopefully come together. And then the offensive line 
is the top offensive line in the league. I don't think I'm outstepping anything saying that. Um, so yeah, I mean, Rivers finally gets a top five offensive line. So let's see what he can do with it. Um, so yeah, I, th- I think they're pretty good. The Titans also, I do not like Derrick Henry, but um, he can be a game changer sometimes. And I think that's probably worth like a win or two. Um, the offensive line's worse, isn't great. Um, I don't know how I feel about AJ Brown, but I do like Tannehill a lot. Like you said, I think he's a, I think he's more than a game manager, but um, he's just a smart quarterback. And and the defense with Clowney is good. I hate that they got rid of um, Jarrell Casey for basically nothing. But um, Simmons is Jeffrey Simmons was good last year. Um, Clowney's good, obviously. I love Kristen Fulton. I don't know how he fell to the second round this year. That was crazy craziness. Um, but I also hate when people are listing out the players that are like good now, because, you know, we just had the whole clowny signing. Everyone's like, oh, look at this defense. Now, Tennessee, they include Vic Beasley in that. I'm like, bro, Vic Beasley hasn't been good for seven years uh, or, no. you know, four years since he was a rookie or whatever. Fucking Atlanta. Anyway, so I just need to say that. So, yeah, I think I'm, but I think we agree. Kind of, sorry, what were you saying? I'm glad you were able to get all that off your chest. <laughs> hey, man, I have a lot of feelings about sports. <laughs> Lots of feelings. Um, yeah, what else? So the, uh, the, te- uh, the Texans, I-, I don't know, giving giving Watson the contract's great. He's the best player on that team. It's not even close. They haven't had a good uh, cornerback group in 10 fucking years. So I don't know how they keep winning games before that. But I think 7 and 9 8 and 8 is probably where they fall. And I don't think they make the playoffs, even though they're going to be 17s to make the playoffs. But okay. Um, I'm sorry, do you want to say anything in response to that? No, <laughs> my rant? Okay, <laughs> cool. Um, because you know, I love love the Jaguars, love the AFC South, and I love hating myself. All right, NFC East. I get the Cowboys ten and six, make the playoffs. The only one from this division, the Cowboys make the playoffs. That's one hundred percent gonna happen. The Eagles at eight and eight, the Giants at four and twelve, and the Redskins at four and twelve. What do you think? Uh, pretty close. I, I yeah, for the Cowboys for sure make the playoffs. I have them lo- winning mm-hmm. eleven games. Uh, the Eagles about nine wins. Washington uh, four. Maybe five and five is pushing it. Uh, five wins is overly ambitious for Washington. <laughs> and the surprise, I only have the Giants winning two, three games max, maybe. And I know um, there's been a lot of talk about the Giants not being crappy again. And especially in a division with Washington, they'd have to really play like shit to, to be dead last in that division. And I think Washington one-ups them. They, uh, I mean, I know we're talking third and fourth place in, in the East, but the NFC East, East is such a polarizing division given the, the teams and the fan bases in that division with, with Dallas, Philadelphia, you know, and, uh, and New York there. But uh, I don't think this division's not close. It's not along the same lines as the a- AFC East with, with Kansas City running away in that one because, as I said, I th- you know, we think not to rehash, but Kansas City wins that division by six, maybe seven games. And in terms of the East, the Cowboys are going to win, win that division easily by two games, maybe three over uh, the Eagles, who will be second, win nine games, but still miss the playoffs. Oh, okay. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, um, yeah, I think the Cowboys are pretty clear cut. Um, I, I, I think I understand what people are talking about at least with the Giants because I like the offense. Um, I think they're going to be a great source of fantasy this year for most most of their players like Evan Ingram, Sterling Shepard, Golden Tate, and like Barkley, obviously Daniel Jones. Maybe he's a wild card, and I like the offensive line ish before. Uh, I mean, what's his name opted out? The guy they sent from New England. I'm totally blanking on his name, but whatever. He opted out. That's fine. But their defense is trash. It's it's pretty bad. Bradbury's cool. Peppers is cool. At least they signed. Um, well, Leonard Williams, I think, right? I think it's Leonard Williams to a long-term deal. Yeah, it's Leonard Williams. So that's good, at least, because they traded, like, a third and a fifth for him last year or something like that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they, there's some things there. Um, I just, I don't think it comes even close together this year. I just don't think the defense is very good. The offense could be okay, but also this is another team where it really falls on Daniel Jones, and I've seen 
a half a year of good play, maybe like six games of good play. I'm not ready to bite. I'm not ready to, you know, go all in on him. So I think this is a bad team again. I, I think Washington, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if Washington has has a better record than the Giants because I just like Haskins more as a quarterback. Um, better offensive line, probably. Um, a defense that's probably on a similar level as a not very good. Um, but yeah, I, I think Washington could be an interesting wild card ish team because i just i really like Dwayne Haskins. i think people are forgetting about uh how how good he he could have been um or how he could i'm sorry and going into the draft he was my top rated quarterback even above murray so um i, I like haskins a lot maybe that's saying too much but <laughs> i like him a lot i'm indifferent to the whole thing uh, haskins mm-hmm. he's an ohio state guy i'm a I michigan know, I guy so yeah. i don't i'm care a penn state I'm, guy so yeah i don't care if i'm 80 years old <laughs> To the day I die, I won't like Ohio State. Sure. And then Haskins, his rookie season was last year, obviously. And he he didn't do anything special. And, you know, what kind of, you know, show or, or chat would we have if we didn't disagree? And uh, I'm shocked. Yeah, I'm shocked that you like Haskins over mm-hmm. Daniel Jones because Daniel Jones is going to wind up being, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I don't have my rankings in front of me, but obviously I wrote them. They're in my head mm-hmm. somewhere. Uh, I, I have I have Daniel Jones significantly finishing significantly higher overall than Haskins this year, oh. and I don't I don't think it's 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 close. Are and I'm not talking fantasy though, or I'm not no oh, I'm not talking yeah, fantasy. Okay. I mean both they go mm-hmm. fantasy <clears throat> excuse me seasonal fantasy and real life football they go hand in hand you know in some ways, but then in real life put all fantasy uh, notions aside. Uh, Danny Daniel Jones is, I believe, a significantly better quarterback. He got a bad rap being drafted like that. The whole, you know, the, when he was drafted, I think they're at Radio Music City Hall in New York. People were confused, shocked. Who is this guy? Why'd they draft him? So they traded up to draft him. And uh, when you draft a player that high, everybody on earth expects the guy to come out on fire and have like an MVP-ish uh, rookie season or 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 you know, go for rookie of the offensive rookie of the year, his first year. Sometimes in his case, these players, they need a year or two to develop, especially at the quarterback position, given the fact it's such an extensive playbook and you're just adding, you know, facts and numbers and playbooks on top of everything. So I think Daniel Jones takes the next step forward this season, whereas in Haskins stays the same stays in neutral and or takes a step back. So I, and this has not, again, don't get me wrong. This has nothing to do with Ohio state. I just don't think (laughs) Haskins will be, he'll be, I don't think he'll be a pro quarterback. You know, let's revisit this next year or the next three years. I don't even think, I don't even, I don't even (laughs) think he's in the, in the league in the next three, three seasons. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I feel like though, a lot of things you, you said about, um, about Daniel Jones, I feel like I could say about about Haskins. Um, but if you feel that way, that's totally fair and, and like valid and shit. I just I don't think that uh, Haskins got as much of a shot. Um, but he has all the potential in the world, and I just I don't think he we, we saw too much of it last year because it was kind of just like a crap year, and he didn't you know start as many games uh, as as Daniel Jones did because I feel like Jones came in like the second week for Eli or something like that. I don't remember specifically, but um, uh, yeah, I I I'm just into the pedigree. I didn't see too much from Haskins that I hated. Um, I didn't see too much that I loved either. But you know, he's a rookie. We'll we'll, we'll see how things work out in the future. I would put money though that he's he's still gonna be on a football team in the next uh, five six years. But uh, that's 
Well, uh, it's the remains to be seen. We didn't see too much of him yet, so we'll see. And uh, God, we have Josh Rosen not even on a team right now, and he was a former first, what, like first, was he third overall yeah. pick or something? So, Correct, yeah, I mean, it's yeah. possible. Yeah, it's, it's totally possible, but um, I, I definitely disagree. But that's okay. Um, the Eagles, actually, I'm curious about, too. Um, you said 9-7 and seven and not make the playoffs? Was that accurate? Is, or about, sir? Yeah. Do you, um, that's, that's, that's just interesting to me because I, um, I mean, I don't think they're very good either, but I'm curious why you, why you don't like them. To make the last, I, at least. Well, first and foremost, I'm just I, with my writing and my rankings and my projections for both real life and seasonal stuff, I take a lot of things into account. And maybe I'm not the the typical uh, sports writer, you know, let's say, or fantasy sports writer, where everything is cut and dry with numbers and percentages and pass attempts and rushing attempts. I take everything in, into factor. And the Eagles, their fans, are some of the most toxic group of people I've ever, you know, um, have been in contact with both in real life and even on social media. Right. And I'm just, I'm not, I'm not a fan of the people that support the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, there's something about Carson Wentz that rubs me the wrong way. Uh, they, the, the, there's a certain group of people and they seem to only be in Philadelphia. They, they're so in love with this guy. And no matter what you, there's no, there's no getting a word in edgewise. The guy is, does he have the pedigree? Can he be an MVP? Yes. And can you project him to throw 50 touchdowns and to win the MVP? Yes. I can predict the Lions to go 16 and 0. Doesn't mean it's going to happen. You have to, uh -huh. some, sometimes these players and these people have to do a certain amount of things in order for your argument to be valid, if that makes sense. The mm -hmm. guy, uh, he couldn't stay healthy. Foles comes in, wins him the Super Bowl. That old tired argument. So to say that the Eagles are, are a good team and they're going to do everything on the heels, or excuse me, and, and uh, Wentz is going to carry them, you know, it's that old adage I said 15, 20 minutes ago. I want to see it first before I buy into it or I, or I adjust my rankings or my projections accordingly. The guy hasn't been able to do it, so who's to say he's going to do it this season, right? So I'm just not a fan of the Eagles, and which is wild because I love Miles Sanders. The guy mm. is a stud running back. And again, you like a Penn Stater? Damn, man, what's wrong with you? Absolutely. <laughs> don't. I don't want to be misconstrued during our time together here when I say the projections and the rankings and everything. This isn't coming from a fantasy perspective because I know mm -hmm. we'll yeah. we'll get to that. I like Miles Sanders as a talent in general, and in turn, it, it it he puts up you know players like that put up good fantasy numbers. Let's say Miles mm -hmm. Sanders is a good back. People hate on him. I think he can be and will be a top ten running back. Worst case, top twelve ish uh, running back. I'm just not a fan of Carson Wentz. And then the money they gave him, it just it doesn't it doesn't sit well with me when you pay a guy that much money who hasn't really done a ton for your organization yet. It seems like the fans and the organization, they're going all in on him and they're paying him all in in hopes that he puts up big numbers. When normally, you know, in regular everyday life, let's say you and me, I, I don't think I've ever gotten a raise once in my life <laughs> and, my, and my, uh, my company is hoping that I show up for 50 hours a week. They're hoping I don't call in sick. They'll pay me after I have a stellar, you know, work record and things of that nature. So to pay once that kind of money to, to really, you know, hinder your team, if something goes bad with him. And again, God forbid he gets injured. I, I'm not that kind of guy I would never wish 
injury. I, I hope he has a happy and healthy season, and we'll see where we at we are at this time next season. But until then, the Eagles are, you know, they're not going to top, the, uh, excuse me, Dallas. It's just not going to yeah. happen. Yeah, I, I agree with a lot of what you said um, real quick. Uh, I, I do think Carson Wentz is a little bit living off of that great year he had when they when he took them to the Super Bowl, but didn't actually take the Super Bowl because Nick Foles did it. I think he, he had a, a, one of the best quarterback seasons I've seen in a long time in the NFL. He was great. Um, and I still think he's very good. Um, but I think he's a little bit riding off that possibly. Um, I like Miles Sanders as a talent too. I don't like him as much in fantasy. I think he's going a little bit early, but I like him as a talent. Like I think you were saying, um, I, I do worry about the injuries that have already happened. I'm pretty sure Wentz is already hurt too. Um, he's supposed to be ready to go for week one, but that's never a good sign to start that off with. Do you think they drafted, um, Hertz in the second round to replace Wentz like in the near future? I'm oh, sorry. Uh, did you hear that? Or are we connected? Sorry. Chris? I'm here. Yeah. You oh, out. sorry. Oh, my bad. Uh, can you hear me? I can. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. So, um, yeah. So, uh, Wentz, uh, do you think that they drafted, uh, Hertz in order to like, you think he's on his way out possibly soon? That uh, w- the fact that they drafted Hertz just, it's just a really odd occurrence. And obviously I'm a guy in Michigan right outside of Detroit. I don't know anybody in that organization, but it's just been odd from start to where we're at now. You pay the guy a ton of money, you're all in on him, but then you draft a bat, a, like a seemingly serviceable professional quarterback in the second round. So it's just been nothing but all these mixed messages and, and weird signals that you're getting there. You're going to, again, off the top of my head, I don't know how much they paid him, but I, I think he's getting upwards of 25 to 27 million dollars a season but then you draft normally if you if you pay someone that you know your court starting quarterback that much money you don't go out and draft a quarterback in the second round because if you draft a quarterback in the second round you're looking for that player to be your starting quarterback fairly soon if not that same season so just a lot of you know odd occurrences there in Philadelphia and I'm, I'm very excited to see how it shakes out. Yeah, um, so I'm looking at the contract on SportTrack.com. Um, it looks like he's a cap of 18 million this year. Then the next year he's 34 million. Then there's a potential out in 2020 um, that they could, you know, have 24,000, 24 million. I'm sorry, 24 million in dead cap, but save, you know, the rest of the contract and cut him out. Um, so I mean, it's it's possible in 2020 they'd take him out here. Um, in the, in a very similar way that we also saw in this draft with uh, Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. You know, they drafted a quarterback in the first round, actually, right? Um, AJ Dillon in the second, right? So, I mean, I, I think it's possible we, we see that happening. I think it's an okay backup plan, maybe. I don't know if taking a second, using a second round pick on a quarterback is great, but Philly hasn't been good at drafting in the recent memory, I don't really think, besides early on. So, um, that may be, may be a mistake by them. But you're right, it's definitely weird signals. I'm getting mixed signals. If this was a girl, I'd be like, I don't know which way you're going, dude. Do you yeah. want a quarterback? You don't want a quarterback? Like, what do you want from me? Do you want to um, come over? Where, yeah, you know, what's We're going to make out in my car? What are we doing? Yeah, I, I feel like we already did that. And then like then you just like are talking to this other guy. I, I don't know. Um, but anyway, um, so, yeah, I, I it's interesting to, to note that I think Wentz is a very good quarterback, but maybe the injury history just kills him. And then they want to take the out. They want to spend money on something else. And because, you know, paying a quarterback is semi debilitating for a team. It's not a it's not easy to manage a team with 34 million taking up by one spot, you know, so absolutely. Uh, We'll see. But okay, that's interesting. I feel very similar though, but the Eagles don't think they're very good. They're injured a lot. Uh what's his name? Ashon's supposed to start on the pup. Deshaun Jackson's already hurt. I don't like Jalen Rager. I like Arthur Whiteside, but um yeah, I don't know. I just I don't see a lot going right for this team because it hasn't so far. <laughs> they lost no, Dillard, I'm pretty sure, already, right? They had to bring back Peters to like solidify the offensive line because they already lost Andre Dillard for the year, I think. Um Correct. so it's yeah, it's kind of it's 
things are falling apart already. But anyway, NFC North, Packers 12 and 4 making the playoffs. Vikings 10 and 6 making the playoffs. Bears 8 and 8, and I'm sorry the Lions I have at 6 and 10. Here's my thing in the North, right? So I, uh, of the Packers, Vikings, Lions, and Bears, I don't think that any team in this division is going to win 10 games. So it's going to be a very tight race all season in the North. Uh, All four teams are going to beat the absolute hell out of each other. And it's all going to be close. I have the Packers at nine and seven, the Lions at nine and seven, Vikings at eight and eight, and the Bears at six and 10. So they're all separated within a few games. So this one is... And I'm, I don't want you or anybody else that's, that listens to this to think it, this is from a place of, you know, homerism, if that's even a word. I just <laughs> firmly believe that all four teams in this division are equally matched and they're going to beat the absolute hell out of each other. And it's anybody's game. So in a way, all the the projections for the, the division, the wins and losses, it's all it's all relative. It could go either way. I don't have you know, anything set in stone or any, this, this team's going to win the division. This team's going to be bottom of the barrel in that division. So this is probably not because I'm from the area, as I've said, the most exciting division that we have, you know, this season, given the fact that these teams are all evenly matched, they all have uh, good young players, but they all have old proven studs like Aaron Rodgers or, or even Kirk Cousins, let's say. Mitch Trubisky, he's their starting quarterback. He's awful, but I it's weird for me to say that as a Lions fan because Mitchell Trubisky absolutely torches the Lions. He threw six <laughs> touch, six total touchdowns in two games last season. So yeah, I remember Thanksgiving, right, I think? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah Thanksgiving yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. So these teams are all evenly matched, and it's anybody's division. And again, I'm most excited about this division. And I, I, I know... Even if I was, let's say, on the East Coast, even on the West Coast, I would still say this division is the most exciting for me, just given the fact that all these teams, they're so close together, not only in proximity, but their roster makeups as well. You can, t- you can take any team and say, oh, well, the Lions, they've, uh, they've added some, some great defensive draft picks and a few free agents. The Bears, they haven't done much, but they have, you know, some some hotness going on on the offensive side of the ball. The Packers haven't done jack, right, in the draft. They haven't added anybody, but as long as you still have Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback, you're never out of a game, right? And then in terms of, of Minnesota, to not to rewind, but as I said, Philadelphia and Minnesota Vikings fans are the most toxic people I've ever had the, you know, I've ever been around, and I, I don't understand because they they haven't done much in terms of like winning and winning Super Bowls and stuff, but it just seems like Green Bay and Minnesota, they just go back and forth winning the division year after year after year. Mm-hmm. And what is it going to take for the Lions to break through or for, or for Chicago to win uh, one of these seasons? So it's all pretty much up in the air for me. I know that's the easy way out given what, <laughs> you know, the, the, yeah. given what we're doing on the broadcast today. But as I said, Packers nine and seven, Lions nine and seven, Vikings eight and eight and the Bears six and ten. It can go literally any which way. Yeah, um, I I could see myself switching around the um the Lions and the Bears possibly. Um, I think the Packers are pretty clearly the best team in the division, but maybe I, I don't know. I don't I don't see a lot of weaknesses on the team personally. Um, I think they've got a very good offense, astounding defense. They spent a lot last off season, so I don't think spending a lot this off season was necessary for them because I mean they did win thirteen games last year, right? Uh, I I think they're still a very good team. Uh, the Vikings are, are tough. I think I'm probably a bigger Kirk Cousins stand than most people are. I love him. 
Um, I, I think he's an average quarterback. When, when I say I love him, I feel like people are like, oh, you think he's like a top 10 quarterback? Like, no, I don't think he's top 10 quarterback, but being a top 15 quarterback in this league is pretty extraordinary. I think there's a drop off after like the 20th quarterback pretty hard. So um, I, I do like her cousins a lot. Um, adding Yangakwe is good. I don't love their corners because they're like rookies or bad um, <laughs> in Minnesota, but the rest of the defense is pretty strong. You know, I like Barr. The linebackers are very good. The safeties are insane. Um, they, like I said, they got Ngakwe, right? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm a fan of the defense. Uh, I actually, I bet on them being under eight and a half, which, so I think it's totally possible. I think this, like you said, this could be a, another division where, where these teams cannibalize each other. I think that's definitely possible because I, I could, I'm going to say any given Sunday, like any of these teams seem capable, like Detroit seems capable of winning 10 games, maybe, but like, I don't think that's likely to happen. Um, but they, I mean, they could do it for sure. I wouldn't be like the most surprised in the world. I think the bears uh, are, are likely to fall anywhere. Like eight and eight might be like their ceiling even. Um, Cause I just don't like the quarterback situation or the offensive situation at all. I like the defense a lot, but um, that, that's kind of the reason why I'm putting them there. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I can see, I can see Detroit doing it. I mean, Matt Patricia's got to win this year, right? So everything's got to go. To, to winning the football, right? Like, I'm winning this year, Correct. so there's got to be something there, right? I'm not sure how in trouble the GM would be, but I would assume he's tied to him, and I assume that's also an issue. So, you know, signing AP makes sense, right? <laughs> it really does. How do you feel about that, that signing? I don't hate it, you know, and it happened early. I woke up Sunday morning to the news. I slept in. I didn't even get up and get out of bed till about 10, 1030. And by, the time I, and by the time I woke up, I had 50, 60 alerts on my phone in terms of Facebook. <laughs> Twitter, text messages, Facebook messenger messages. And the consensus, even to this point in time now, uh, people aren't a fan of it. You know, Lions fans and and the non-Lions fans, they're all negative about it. Oh, it's horrible news. Everybody nowadays, it's it's such an odd atmosphere. There's no talking just regular straight football. Everything has a fantasy spin on every on it. Right. And so nobody, I I have seen little, little to no chatter about the makeup of their actual team in terms of how having a P is going to help the, the running back room or the young running backs and how he can help and mentor them. The first and only thought I've seen for the last few days is up. It's awful for carry. It's just Barry's carry on in the depth chart. Swift is going to hurt because they're going to give all the carries to AP. Well, we don't know anything. It's, it's, Mm -hmm. it's the seventh of the month. We're a few days away from football. He hasn't even maybe practiced once or twice by now with the team. We don't know how anything's going to shake out instead of being a dick, a negative dick about it. Think that the lions brought a, a, a solid veteran presence who will undoubtedly be in the Hall of Fame at, mm-hmm. at the running back position, can come in and mentor a 23-year-old on Johnson, can come in and show DeAndre Swift, a young kid, 21 if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. how to be a professional running back, right? So I think it's nothing but good. It's nothing but positive. But again, everybody's got to look at it in a fantasy spin and how it's going to hurt their team. Everybody is... Uh, they're they're egocentric they're selfish that's what i'm everybody's selfish me 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 my fantasy team me 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 that my detroit lions why don't you just shut up and let the team you know do what they're supposed to do obviously i'm not the gm of the lions and all these idiots that keep commenting they're not good enough they're not made up that way to be the gm of any professional football team they know better than we do we're sitting on our couches having Skype conversations and doing our fantasy football rankings for a hundred people to read, right? We're doing all this stuff for 
for who? Just the people that are around us in our circle. Let the teams do what they're supposed to do, what they're paid to do, what their professionalism will allow them to do, and let it play out that way. Not everything is about you and your fantasy team. Not everything is about you and the jersey you want to buy. Oh, I can't get a DeAndre Swift jersey now because AP is going to – I got to look hot. In my, You know, just shut up and let the thing play out how it's supposed to. Okay. Yeah. I mean, sure. There's some, there's some things that there, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I think Adrian Peterson is just kind of like a, a, a third, the third string running back on the team. He's decent depth. That's kind of where I'm at, <laughs> you know? Um, I think, I think it's still like Swift and carry on. like thing. I don't, I don't think it, I don't think it matters. Super. I mean, I guess it matters because he was probably going to be a lead bell cow and like po- possibly in Washington, maybe even not so much because they might still just like the other guys and, and, and Washington more. We really haven't seen any preseason games. So I, I don't, I don't even know how to judge that stuff sometimes uh, this mm-hmm. year, at least. So yeah. Um, but okay. Uh, yeah, okay, let's let's go to the NFC West, which I think is uh, maybe one of my hot takes. Maybe more of a hot take than Miami at 7-9. and nine. Um, I have the Seahawks at 11-5, and five making the playoffs. I have the Rams at 10-6, and six making the playoffs. The 49ers, 8-8, eight and, eight, and the Cardinals, 6-10. and 10. Uh, 49ers, just, uh, I don't think they're going to be anywhere near as good as they were last year. I have three teams from this division making the playoffs, which is mm-hmm. outstanding given their um, the playoff format. Seahawks, I'm, I'm lockstep with you at 11-5. and five. Uh, San Francisco ten and six, the Rams nine and seven, and the Cardinals about eight and eight. They'll hover about uh, five hundred there. So, uh, okay. so you're looking at all four teams in the division will finish, you know, at five hundred or above, which is which is fantastic. It's it's a fantastic and very very skilled uh, division in the NFL. Another division that kind of on par with the NFC North in terms of the competitive level, but a step above the North in terms of skill and um, offensive capabilities, even along with some, some of the defensive firepower. So it's going to be a nice race in the West here this season. Do you, do you think the Cardinals have a good enough defense to, to get to a wins? I feel like that's the, the real issue there. Uh, yes and no. As I said, about eight and eight around there. I mean, again, so it can go, let's say there's a margin of error in all my, in all my projections or predict, predictions of two wins. So either way you slice it. So they could go, um, you know, six and 10, or they could go, you know, seven and nine, somewhere in that range. In terms of mm-hmm. their defense, their defense isn't that good. Um, I don't have the depth chart in front of them, but just in terms of like my IDP rankings, there's not very many guys that are playmakers there, but it doesn't always have to be about the defense because I think the offense is is pretty awesome and, and their offense will keep them in games. Sure, I could see that. Yeah, I think the offense is very good. I like Kyler a lot. Um, I didn't like him as much coming to the draft, which is just a mistake on my part. He, he is very good. Um, yeah, how do, you, how do you actually, um, how do you feel about Isaiah Simmons? Because I, I have feelings about him. <laughs> very, very strong feelings. Yeah, I have feelings about him too. And it's <laughs> it, it's been, it's, it's I don't know, it, it's been a, it hasn't been a very reassuring off season in terms of like the coaching staff and the organization coming out and saying, Oh my God, Simmons has looked absolutely phenomenal in practice. He's been a stud. He's been a leader. None of those buzzwords that you hear, yeah. you know, in, in camps and OTAs and then in preseason games that we, we were stripped of, uh, of this year because of the pandemic. There's been little, correct me if I'm wrong, but there's been little to no chatter about Isaiah Simmons. But you can, mm-hmm. take that, you can take that both ways. No news is good news. Or is it bad because he hasn't done anything? Has he just been 
like one of the guys. He hasn't stood out, right? Mm-hmm. So you can take it any way you want. I guess it's in terms of uh, of your own, you know, personality and your mood. Are you are you a glass half full guy or are you a glass half empty guy? So in again, that seems to be the the mo for me at least in this in this broadcast is uh, let's wait and see. And until proven otherwise, he's still going to be a stud linebacker in this in this league. Okay. Yeah, I I personally don't like him. I think he uh, I think he played a lot of uh, different positions in the NFL and uh, in, in college that I didn't see him really excel at anything. I feel like he's a jack of all trades, master of none. I, I said this a few times. I just I I don't know. There isn't a lot of help on this defense besides outside of Jones and Peterson. Really, uh, maybe maybe Buda Baker. Maybe he got a pretty decent deal. So I, I don't know. Maybe they like him a lot still. I think he's fine. But um, I, I don't know. I don't I don't like Isaiah Simmons. I'm I'm a huge doubter. Huge fucking. I think he's just. He, he might fit into this like new prototypical idea of like a Derwin James or maybe not a new idea, but like a, the, the new ish safety kind of guy who can play like linebacker can play all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 I don't think he's nearly as good as those other guys who have come before him. So I'm just out on him. I don't know if the Cardinals defense is that good. I like Kyler a lot. Um, I think the real thing though about this division is I, I don't know. I think the Rams 10 and six, maybe it's plus spicy. Maybe it's not spicy. Um, I just think that they're, a good team and i'm curious how you feel about that and i mean the 49ers too i mean i don't have them making the playoffs is that 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 seems to encounter you said three teams right yeah seattle so. san francisco and, and st louis yes mm-hmm. but in terms of of the rams uh they they didn't uh they didn't live up to expectations last season after you know coming off a, a super bowl loss so mm-hmm. teams that play in the super bowl the previous year you think well if they made the super bowl last year then they're going to be damn good again, having, you know, not not given away or lost, you know, any any mm-hmm. or all talent. Right. So right. they didn't do what they were supposed to last year. Uh, maybe it was uh, like a learning curve of a season because McVay, when he came in and, and was the coach of the Rams, their Super Bowl year, he was the darling. You know, oh, mm-hmm. did, did you hear did you hear that, uh, you know, such and such team? They wanted a piece of McVeigh, so they hired his uh, the guy. Yeah, I remember wrote, that. Yeah, the guy. Yeah. The guy. Anybody and everybody who <laughs> right, had right, any right. Con- contact with McVeigh was hired across the board everywhere. You know, oh, mm-hmm. th- this guy carried McVeigh's pen, so they know how he takes notes. We're gonna <laughs> hire him. You know, it was sure. like over. Yeah, it was yeah. like over was the crazy. top. Right. Over the top. He was like the whiz kid that last season. So mm-hmm. this past season. Uh, Again, I said it a few times already. They didn't do what they were supposed to do. That was their learning curve. I'm I'm high on golf. You know, me too. When I say high, um, not higher. High compared to other most, people, right? Yeah, just yeah, ar- yeah. around the same. Yeah, as, as the other people who are high. If that okay. if that makes any sense. What, the kid, what, the what do you have as like a quarterback though? Like is he like top fifteen, top ten quarterback? Or just curious. No, I have him. Uh, if I'm not not mistaken looking at my rankings about 18 16 or 18 yeah, yeah uh, overall perfect. off the top of my head uh mm-hmm. and i think there's room he's he's one of those guys where there, there's major room for improvement i have a few players offensive players bookmarked in my notes in my notebook that i'm just i'm dying to to upgrade you know oh, yeah. they 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 give me the signal i'm moving them up five <laughs> spots I'm moving them up eight spots. You know what I mean? They're just, and those guys are the are the, the people that I'm fans of, but I'm also realistic about my expectations. Because how stupid would it be if you know I had golf as a top five quarterback going into the season? I would look like an absolute dummy. So, but you I, could be I, right. <laughs> absolutely. So, in terms yeah. of like a, a guy like golf or even Daniel Jones, as we mentioned earlier, I put him on par with the rest of the people, but I'm lying in wait. 
And the mm. first sign of them being, you know, showing out and doing what I expect them to do, bam, I'm off to the races. I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I, I'm not afraid to bump him up five spots, eight, eight spots in one week and not think twice. Yeah, I get that. Um, the, the Rams have so many good pieces. I don't know. It feels like it's kind of hard for me to deny them being pretty good. Like, I, I as much as, you know, Jalen had a pretty crappy exit from Jacksonville, I still think he's a top five cornerback. He's very good. Aaron Donald's probably the best non-position, uh, non-quarterback position player in the NFL. Um, we have a Troy Hill, who played phenomenal last year. I was very surprised at that. They got Leonard Floyd on a one-year deal, who I was super excited about. I can't believe the Bears let him go. Um, I know he had like injury troubles and, and wasn't good possibly last year or whatever like that, but I'm I'm really excited for him. Um, but Brockers is good too, I guess. Michael Brockers, he's getting up there in age, but still. Um, and I think offensive line for some inexplicable reason just didn't play well last year. I every, every like I'm looking at PFF and I looked at this before. They have like at least like. You know, they rank them, like, uh, you know, out of how many guards, starting guards, how many starting tackles, how many starting centers there are, right? Like, they just dropped, like, 20 or 30 rankings last year. And it seems like for no reason the entire line dropped. I'm just not sure what happened. I think I think they'll bounce back this year. The Super Bowl hangover is going to be over. I'm a huge fan of Robert Woods. I'm a huge fan of uh, Cooper Cup. Huge fan of Van Jefferson. I think Goff is pretty good. So, um, I'm and McVay's a good coach still. I, I'm excited to see what this team can do. And I think they're definitely, if not make the playoffs, I think this is 100% a better team than the 49ers this year. It's not even close for me. Um, I don't know if that's spicy, too. That might be spicy. But, that, I mean, the 49ers lost, guys. They lost their wide receiving core pretty much. I don't know if people are on the Dante Pettis hype train again, but he's the only healthy guy wide receiver, I think, left on that team, right? So, I, yeah. On on a side note, maybe yeah. just write it down on a sticky note. I uh, I have Kendrick Bourne mm-hmm. in, my, uh, yeah. in my DFS, on my DFS, hot, not hot sheet, but uh, on my radar for week one, if that matters any. Yeah, I mean, definitely. Uh, I, I think he's he's someone who could be picked up. That's he's a wide receiver, though, right? Am I crazy? Right? He is, yeah. For San yeah, Francisco. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Sure, yeah, okay. Um, sorry. Um, yeah, because you said IDP, and I was like, oh wait, is he a defensive player? Am I losing my mind? <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, yeah, okay. All right. So the last division I have is the NFC South, in which I have the Buccaneers as the top team, at twelve and four. The Saints at eleven and five. The Falcons at uh seven and nine because they finished seven and nine the past two years, right? I think. Um, and the Panthers at four and twelve. Now I think I think we're gonna have a decent disagreement about the Buc- Buccaneers, maybe because you want to see it first, right? Is that accurate or? Well, it, it's both accurate but wrong mm. at the same time. I might Hit do have the it. Buccaneers. I do have oh, the Buccaneers yeah. winning the winning the division at eleven and five. <laughs> uh, the Saints at ten and six. Falcons at eight and eight. Just you know, per <laughs> usual. Yeah. And and the Panthers at four and twelve. So we're of very this aligned. Div- of this div- yeah, absolutely. Of this division, I have Tampa Bay. And uh, New Orleans making the playoffs. Buccaneers will win the division for the first time in what, uh, 13 years? But yeah. <laughs> to answer your question about wanting to see it first, I mean, I, mm-hmm. I don't know what more we need to see in terms of the players that they have there. Uh, okay. We've see, we know Tom Brady. I for, I believe he's the best uh, football player of all time, quarterback, no doubt, best yeah, quarterback of all yeah, time. I think that's accurate. You know, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. We've seen these guys play well. You know. Uh, Leo Fournette, over 1,600 uh, total rushing. So we've seen every part of this team, okay. you, know, yeah. you know, do it, but we just need to see them put it together. So what's okay. stopping What's stopping them from putting – they've all done mm-hmm. it, you know, on their own in different cities and stuff. 
They just need to put it together and, and gel alone, or right. excuse me, gel together, right, 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 which right, I don't sure. see being a being a thing. In fact, so if if you think you think you think there, it's possible that you know you said the gelling together thing, but you think you've seen it before, so that's good. So if you feel this way about the Buccaneers, I, I'm curious why you don't feel a similar way, and not exactly the same, obviously, but a similar way at least to the Browns. Haven't all their offensive weapons done it in some way, unlike other teams, or maybe even on the same team like Chubb or, or Landry and stuff like that? Why is there a disconnect there? Or maybe you just don't think the talent is the same, which is fine. No, well, here's my thing. In terms of Cleveland, you know, mm-hmm. I OBJ is is a, a fantastic talent. I'm a fan of I'm a fan of his talent. I'm not a fan of his um, off the field. He's just over the top. I'm not, you know, his, his ego. I'm not a fan of that. Landry mm-hmm. is a good receiver. Chubb, we know he can do it. I'm Baker Mayfield. This will be his third season. He hasn't done anything special. He had a ton of interceptions last year. So uh, not to be rude, you say we haven't seen Cleveland do anything, right? Well, uh, we haven't okay. seen them do anything separate. We haven't seen them do anything together. That's Did- the whole point. They, they weren't able to put it together last season to put any, any sort of wins together. This time last year, everybody had the Browns, you know, penciled in for 10, 11 wins, winning the division for the first time in how many years making the playoffs and they completely tanked. They didn't, they couldn't put it together. So until I can see that team put it together effectively, all moving parts working together, that's the, that's the disconnect, I think. Oh, okay. I mean, bigger, bigger one rookie of the year, his rookie year. So he he's, I mean, he's done that at least. I know he's not like a Super Bowl, but I don't think Brady is, you know, the Brady of old, right? And I know Baker didn't have a very good year last year, but um, I think, I mean, I, I, I thought his rookie year was very impressive. I mean, like I said, one rookie of the year. Um, he 27 touchdowns, 14 picks. He had a pretty good completion percentage. He was pretty good on the team. So I feel like I've seen uh, at least something, not 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 even like akin to Brady in terms of like the mental ability, but I mean, Brady's older. He can still throw the deep ball, definitely not as well as, as a younger guy like like I think Baker. Um, but I, I don't know. I think maybe we're just disconnecting on the talent there, Ben, because I think I think I have seen. I mean, we definitely see Odell do really well. We saw Chubb do really well last year, personally, even on the same team. Um, and we see Landry, who was really good last year, too. Um, and he was good, you know, on Miami before. So I, I, I think I, I think we're both in agreement on this. I think I think the Buccaneers have, have better talent, but I, I still think the Browns are good for, for very similar reasons. But I mean, also Tampa Bay's defense, I think, is better. So there's also that, well, too. I don't think it's fair to compare Baker and Tam- and Tom Brady together in terms of, of ability and, and what they've done in the past. Baker took a big step back last year, and he was one of, if not the biggest, bust last year in terms of real life and fantasy production. In mm-hmm. Cleveland, don't get me wrong, the talent is there. They're all set up for success, but weren't they all set up for success the same way they are right now? last season and they couldn't put it together so what's it going to take for them to you know hit the ground running and put this together you know and and make a run here that's the only the disconnect i have here everything that they have going for them right now at this day and time they had at this day and time last year so what's Mm -hmm. what's going to be the difference from last year to this year Gotcha. Um, I think that difference is the new coach and a better offensive line and, and another year Baker um, being quarterback in the NFL. But that, I mean, that's that's obviously like pretty nebulous. Like that isn't something that I'm 100 percent certain about. 100 percent going to happen. But that, that's how I mean, that's how I feel about that. It's possible Brady comes over here and just isn't very good. And I, I don't really believe that. But I mean, it's possible Brady's never been in a system, a, a new system ever since, you know, coming from Michigan to the Patriots. Right. Um, I mean, it's possible we see some moves. He's an old he's an old quarterback. I, I don't really believe a lot of this. What I'm saying, but, you know, playing devil's advocate. 
I think that yeah. we, we could see a similar, similar thing. And I'm going to bet, I, I possibly think I'll bet on the, the younger gun, maybe Baker more. I, I'm, I'm not sure, but um, I think there's definitely a difference though when it comes to the defense too. I think the Buccaneers have a very good defense. So I, I will definitely uh, see, see that, uh, that, that the Browns, you know, won't have as good of a record because they don't have as good of a defense. So I think the Buccaneers have a very good defense, but um, yeah. Okay. Fair, uh, fair yeah. enough. It's a, yeah. There's a lot, <laughs> there's, there's a lot to be discussed. Yeah, absolutely. This coming season, week to week, day to day, dare I say, minute to minute, you know, this season. <laughs> Very so. true. Yeah, I'm excited. This this is going to be a lot of fun. I'm I'm more excited for this year than I've been in a long time, and I don't know why because my team is absolute dog shit. So, um, <laughs> I don't know. We'll we'll have to see. Um, what one one last thing before we're done with this? Um, do you do you think there's any any world where the Panthers and like Teddy Bridgewater plus Christian McCaffrey plus DJ Moore are good enough to sneak into the seventh wild card spot? Maybe. Is there any possibility? No, there's no possibility there. And again, obviously, CMC's. I think he's the best running back in the league. The kid does it all. And uh, you know, I'm a fan of Teddy Bridgewater too, just for the simple fact that you know the leg injury worked his ass off. He came back. Now it's a feel-good story, but feel-good stories don't win games. Feel-good stories don't uh, don't put teams on their back and, sure. and, and you know and win games. So um, the Panthers, they just don't have it together right now. Which is yeah, a shame. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I could agree with that. Yeah, that, that's fair. I think they had a pretty good draft. Um, I like the coach, but we'll, we'll see a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot of mystery there, and I'm, I'm kind of excited to watch it personally because watching Teddy Bridgewater on the Saints last year was kind of I, I couldn't tell. And maybe this is just my own failing as like a, a guy who looks at you know sports semi-professional or not not even professionally like as an amateur. I just couldn't mm-hmm. tell if the system was making Teddy throw throw short or if Teddy was just throwing short because he wanted to win games and it was just easy because the defense was very good and they were carrying him. You know, he's four and on the Saints right or five and whatever the fuck on the Saints. And Correct. I'm not sure if he ever had to do anything. So I'm I just I don't know. Watching the film last year kind of felt like oh. Is this? Am I really seeing what Teddy's going to do this year, or am I just seeing him manage the game so the defense can win? I, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, I know. I'm so, with you. I think I think that was the case. Drew Brees is out. Yeah. He'll, he'll be back. Well, he was suspended, right? The first four games of last Brees? season. I yeah, he no, got well, hurt, right? Didn't he? Or am I dumb? I could be wrong. Unless I'm thinking, there's no way Brees would be suspended. Yeah, I don't think Brees was ever suspended. I think Brees was like hurt in the middle of the year. I'm pretty sure. Okay. I know the Jaguars played the Saints when Bridgewater was quarterback, and that was like week. Five or six, I think. So I think and, that sounds right. And they must have, uh, obviously, I don't know the inner workings of the New Orleans Saints uh, <laughs> front office, but they must have had uh, some sort of plan in place. Teddy, don't don't f it yeah. up. Don't you know? Just hold down the fort. So short passes, yeah. dip and dive. You got Michael Thomas, who yeah. people you know slant, <laughs> slant, slant. So yeah, I've heard that before. That meme. It's interesting. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I think that's probably right too. They definitely, they probably coached him to that. I think that's probably accurate, but I mean, so opening it up, maybe we'll see some fun stuff. I think it'll be actually a pretty quick turnaround possibly for the Panthers in the next, not this, this upcoming, not 2020, maybe 2021, but I think definitely 2022, if they keep on the same trajectory, they trajectory they did in this off season, I think we could see a Panthers team being resurgent again, possibly a Teddy Bridgewater or possibly with maybe Trevor Lawrence or something else like that. <laughs> we'll see. I'm with you. Yeah. Uh, okay, cool. So that was all I had for the, um, for the you know uh, NFL prediction, uh, you know uh, the game one stuff. Um, I I have real quick my Super Bowl stuff is is Ravens Packers. I have the Ravens winning. I think the Ravens are the most complete team, and they have a very good quarterback. Do you have a do you have a Super Bowl pick? Yeah, I have. Um, <clears throat> man, so in the just looking at at some of my notes here, the NFC Championship, I have the Cowboys over the Buccaneers mm-hmm. there. So the Cowboys are going to go to the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. and I have. Uh, the Chiefs playing the Colts in the AFC championship Spicy. game. 
and uh, the Chiefs are going to beat the Cowboys in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I don't hate that. That's that's probably more accurate than mine, to be honest. But uh, <laughs> I, I, if I, I need a little bit of, of hope that the AFC is not going to be dominated by another team for the next 10 years. So <laughs> that's my that's my idea there. And I just I just think the Ravens are the most complete team. Like, I understand Mahomes is the best quarterback. He probably is top five coach. Um, and that speaks for a lot in this in the modern NFL or the contemporary NFL. So um, I, I totally get that. Um, the Colts, I could see. I could see someone possibly making a move, but I just think the Ravens defense is too good. Um, and with everything they've done for Lamar uh, and he, him being such a talent, I, it, it's hard for me to be out on them. But what Lamar hasn't won a playoff game, right? So there's that whole thing. We'll, we'll see this year. I think I think things will be corrected this year. <laughs> Let's see. I mean, th- this is very, very well. It could happen. You know, let's say uh, the Chiefs get the bye week, so they skip wild card round. The mm-hmm. Baltimore plays in the wild card. They win as like a fifth or sixth seed, and then the Chiefs play Baltimore in the divisional round. So, Mm -hmm. you know, that's going to set the world on fire, you know, Mm -hmm. in the divisional round, the Chiefs and the Ravens, or it could be the Chiefs-Ravens in the the AFC Championship game. There's just, it's it's going to be interesting, a lot of fun. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Um, I also, okay, Um, I guess, so I just had like offensive player, defensive player, offensive rookie of the year, all that stuff. I I know if you don't have that like stuff prepared, that's totally cool. But I just want to, I just want to say them real quick. So I got them on the show. The offensive player of the year I have is Tyreek Hill. Defensive player of the year. I got Calais Campbell. Offensive rookie of the year, Michael Pippen. Defensive rookie of the year, Antoine Winfield Jr. Got comeback player of the year, Tom Brady. (laughs) And MVP, Tom Brady. So we'll see how that works out. (laughs) Fair enough. Do you, do you have any feelings on the, the rookies? I'm, I'm, I'm the most interested in. Do you have any feelings on those rookies, or do you think you know other people possibly are, are, are better suited, or what do, you, what do you think about those guys? Well, it here, here's the thing. I'm on in terms of like offensive rookie of the year and and, mm-hmm. and off just MVP and everything as it stands right now. I'm on overload with all this stuff. You know, yeah, having yeah. having to rank and, and project <laughs> these guys. You know, all right. all summer and then putting my week one stuff together now. So. Um, I don't have an answer for you now because as it st- as it stands now, I love everybody. I, it's like I if <laughs> I, I had I, I, I don't have any that. children, but let's say I had ten <laughs> kids, I would I would uh-huh. love them all the same. I, there's not uh-huh. one that I could give give the edge to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to be a little contrarian, especially for offensive rookie of the year. I think the the first overall, the first quarterback taken besides Saquon in the past like five years has been the offensive rookie of the year. I just really want to get it out there how much I love Michael Pittman, so I put him there. And I, I I think I bet like Burrow is like plus 200 or 250 or something like that um, mm-hmm. for like rookie of the year. And I think I put money on that because I, I if he if he gets hurt, I feel like it's the only way he could lose that. And I don't know if that's a reflection really, though, of the best rookie. I think that's just how their people vote. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think I don't think Kyler should have won it last year. I think Gardnerman should have won it last year. Not to say I think Gardnerman is going to have a better career than Kyler because I think Kyler will. But, you know, for just yeah. looking at the stats and we're looking at the stuff, I think it's possible. But that's a that's a whole nother tangent. Um, I just want to throw this stuff out on the show, though, just so I get it out there. Um, sure. Brady comeback player of the year. We talked about Brady a little bit. I, the things I was saying before is probably is definitely hyperbolic and definitely something I don't believe in, but it's totally possible. All right, let me throw out my uh, my general NF, NFL uh, bold predictions, and I want you to tell me how crazy I am. Okay. Sure. Okay. The first one I have is the Dolphins will win the AFC East and at least nine games on a scale of one to ten. How crazy? Repeat it for me. I yeah. heard it. I just want yeah. to process. No, no, I get it. Yeah, of course, of course. The Dolphins win the AFC East, and they win at least nine games. Not crazy. So one to ten, one to ten. I would say it's like a two or a three. Okay. Uh, it, it's not crazy, but it is. Um, 
I'm trying to look for the the right right term so I don't yeah. offend you. It's kind of fanboy. Oh, no, hey, don't worry about it. it. It's kind of fanboyish because that's everybody saying that right okay. now. Everybody everybody is so in love with uh, you know the receivers there and two of there and rightfully so. And okay. if they're going to do it, it's going to be this season, right? If yeah. if, if if anybody's going to unseed the Patriots this season in that division, uh, it's going to be Miami. Okay, I I think I definitely have some more spicy ones as we go down then. So that's. That's we're, maybe we're starting off a little slow. Uh, the next one might also be a kind of a slow one too. I have the I, I my second bold prediction is the Browns win the AFC North and are the first seed in the AFC. Is that spicier? Very spicy. Okay, cool. I'm into that. <laughs> I so like I guess you could give me if you want. I think an interesting thing might be to do like you can give me a uh, one through ten or whatever on that. Maybe like on how spicy it is and then how likely it is. Is that cool? Does that work? Yeah. Well, right, cool. uh, on a spiciness level, it's a ten. Uh, and then the next one is how likely is it yeah, to, to yeah, happen? Yeah, do you think? Yeah, less than ten <laughs> percent. Okay, okay. I thought you were gonna say worse. Okay, I'm into it. I'm into it. <laughs> um, okay, yeah. I mean, I think we talked about that already, right? We, I think we talked a little bit about that, so we don't need Absolutely. to go super into it. Um, another one I had is, I guess not that spicy. Maybe we. Well, I don't think we agree on this, but um, I had the 49ers do not return to the playoffs. Spicy? Not spicy? Yeah. Not spicy, uh, g- yeah. you know. G- given the given the division they're in, as that was the last uh, division we talked about, mm-hmm. you know, with with Seattle, <clears throat> excuse me, Seattle and the Rams and the Cardinals in that, that division. Uh, I think I have I have Seattle winning eleven or twelve games. They're going to take that division. So I could see a case where they finish dead last in that division, or they finish first in that division. So it's anybody's division. So to say they're not going to be the only team in that division in the NFC West that would be crazy to say uh, is not going to win the division would be Seattle because yeah, I'm talking myself in circles because nothing <laughs> is nothing is a lock here. But yeah. Seattle has been the best team at the, in that division for how. How many seasons now? So to say the 49ers will miss the playoffs, that's pretty, to me, that's pretty standard. That's okay. right on par with what I would say. Okay, cool. All right. Yeah. The, I, I, I guess the, the more way I, I come at this is just like, I know we're in agreement and I think that makes a lot of sense what you're saying and also what I'm saying, obviously. Um, I, I, maybe, maybe it's just, I'm thinking it's a little spicy because, you know, they were the Super Bowl team last year. That's, that's my only thing. But I, I mean, I understand we know Super Bowl hangovers, even in the division last year, we saw the Rams. So, Maybe yeah. more likely. So, okay. Next one I had is that, and maybe we could agree semi on this. Um, Jared Goff throws for over five thousand yards, uh, and three different receivers have over nine hundred yard receiving. Is that how do you feel about that? I love it. Um, so, awesome. I would say um, it, it's it's spicy in terms of yardage because I have golf around the forty. I yeah, think yeah. For me, for me, his ceiling this like the absolute, and this is even overly ambitious. Like forty five hundred yards. Okay, be, yeah. You know, so to say he's going to throw for five thousand yards is nice, and I like it. And then you got uh, the three receivers. I would assume that you have over nine hundred yards would be Cup, Golf, you know, Cup, mm-hmm. um, Woods, and then Van mm-hmm. Jefferson, the rookie. Oh, yeah. I'm guessing, or, or oh, yeah. Higby. Uh, yeah, I like Van Jefferson a lot. Huge fan. Okay, very, uh, very possible. I would. Yes. What I would do is from that from that projection or that that take that you have, I would take. The, Van Jefferson's 900 yards and give them to Higby, and I would, mm-hmm. and I would run with it. Yeah, okay, that that that's fair. That, that's it's probably more likely, but I'm just maybe I'm just a little over the moon with him right now personally. But that's the thing. All right, my next one I have is Ola B. C. Johnson will be the best wide receiver in Minnesota this year. I could see that. That is that is <laughs> oh fantastic. awesome. That's Let's fantastic. Go. That's fantastic. That's spicy. 
Uh, I have him on my fantasy team and people keep wanting to grab him from me because oh, yeah. it's come to find out he is, he's jumped Justin Jefferson on the jump uh, on the depth chart. They're, they're uh, amazingly stud uh, wide receiver rookie from, mm-hmm. from LSU. Right. So you have Kirk cousins there, you know, he's going to throw a ton. Uh, he's going to have, you know, 4,000 yards, going to throw 500 times. So to say that Osibi, uh, Osibilabi, Osibi, however you want to yeah. say it, Johnson I think it's will be the BC, be- I think. I think BC now that he goes by, I'm not sure. One of those yeah. names. So the only guy, it's like a video game. The final boss would have to be Thielen there, right? Yeah. Given the yeah. fact that he's been the, the guy there. But we've seen a, a chink in his armor. We've seen the weakness where he was, he was out a ton last season with injuries. So uh, I like that. I'm on board yeah. with that one. Oh, awesome. Um, okay, I wanted to do this next one. Just I, I wanted to do this because I think it's kind of fun. Now that now that the NFL playoffs has expanded, I put the whole NFC South will make the playoffs. I wanted to pick a division. I thought this one would be the most spicy. Maybe not the most likely, but I think it'd be the most spicy. The entire division would make the playoffs. Well, yep. That would that would be hard to do given the fact that we we kind of agree that the Panthers are only going to win yeah. like three or four, <laughs> three or four games. Yeah. Um, so uh, very spicy, uh, not likely, probably slim to none. If I was going to pick a division, a whole division to make the playoffs, it would be the West, Seahawks, mm-hmm. yeah. San Francisco, L.A., and Arizona. Yeah, I, I could probably agree with that being most likely. Uh, maybe them or, uh, yeah, probably just them. But I wanted, to, yeah, I wanted to do a little bit more interesting stuff. I, I think there's a possibility where I really like the coach in them. Um, in uh, got a Carolina, and then maybe we see something out of Teddy, and maybe the defense just like you know sticks it together to to be an okay defense, and then they you know maybe win some games. And then Atlanta, I mean, God, they've been hovering along seven and nine or eight and eight, whatever the past like three years, right? So after the Super Bowl loss, so you know, I it's possible, but uh, yeah, I, I think it was just being more spicy. Now this next one, I know we disagree, so I don't even know if we need to talk about this, but um, I think the best quarterback from the 2019 draft class this year will be Dwayne Haskins, and I know you disagree on that, so. <laughs> I do disagree with that, but who who am I to, uh, you know, shoot down shoot down your dreams or your? Hey man, you can shoot down my dreams all you want. I'm in for a riveting discussion for as much as possible. I so I don't I don't mind it. Um, I just I just like the pedigree there, and um, I'm rolling with it. Uh, yeah, but we we talked about this already, so no worries. Yes. Um, I have the next one is the Cowboys will have a better record than any team from the AFC East or the AFC South. So the AFC East and the NFC South. Let me bring this up. A- in AFC, front South. Of me. AFC South. Sorry. AFC, AFC, East and South. AFC South. Yeah. Yeah. That's that. That's like. A, so the AFC South is rightly Jaguars, Titans, Texans, mm-hmm. um, and Colts. And the AFC East is the Jets, Patriots, Bills. You know, Miami. Absolutely correct. I I'm, I believe you there. I, like I said, I, I have the Cowboys winning uh, <laughs> yeah. 11, 11 or twelve games. Heck, I have them uh, losing in the Super Bowl, which I will amend that because I. Oh. I don't want them to play in the Super Bowl. I'm not a, a Dallas guy, but <laughs> Me you know, so, sometimes the numbers and the and the stats lead you elsewhere, and you have to trust that. Absolutely, I totally agree with that. Um, hundred percent. The next one I had is the Packers will make it farther this year than either team who made the playoffs, or I'm sorry, than either team who made the Super Bowl last year. So that's the Chiefs and the 49ers. So <clears throat> you have the Pat Green Bay making it further. So if mm-hmm. let me try and decipher this. So. The Chiefs won the Super Bowl last year. So, how, am I? You're saying oh, I'm that sorry. Green? I'm sorry. So, I think this year. I'm sorry. So, I think the Packers will like like is, is the Packers make the AFC or the NFC Championship game. Like the the um, obviously the 49ers wouldn't do it, and then uh, the the Chiefs wouldn't do it. Does that make more sense? Like, I think they'll they'll make it farther in the playoffs or in the regular season, even if none of them make the playoffs. Does that okay, make sense? Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Uh, 
we know that the, the Packers have it in them. That's what they do. Uh, just when you think they're down and out, Aaron, <clears throat> excuse me, Aaron Rodgers tells everybody to relax and they rip off 10 wins and they go to the playoffs. So uh, it's not totally out of the realm of possibility. I yeah. agree. Cool, cool, cool. The last one's definitely not as spicy. I just threw it out there because I think it's interesting, but um, because I like the Seahawks, but I have the Seahawks will have a top five defense. Meh. If things go their way, sure. Um, yeah. Their their secondary isn't is not what it used to be, but they have a really a damn good linebacking core, so uh, I could see that that happening. Yes. Cool, dope. All right, so those are my my things. I, I, how much how much time um do because I don't know how much fantasy stuff you want to go over. How, how much time do you do you have? I have about seven minutes. <laughs> okay, perfect. Um, okay, cool. So why don't I just throw out like my my guys? And then we could talk about that, and then we could be good. Is that cool? Sure. Perfect. I'll just, I'll just list them off, and then if there's anything that like strikes you or whatever like that, we could we can talk about it. So, my right, guys, I got, a, I got a pen real quick so I can. Okay. Down. Oh, perfect, perfect. Yeah. Okay. So the first one, Joe Mixon, one of my my guys, hundred percent. Love him. Um, Odell Beckham is my second guy. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Fair. Um, Le'Veon Bell, my third but my third boy. Love him. Perfect. Um, Robert Woods. I just think the talent's undeniable for him. <laughs> I'm indifferent about him. I don't love him. I don't hate him, but he, he puts up points. I don't own him anywhere. So. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. That, that, I, I, um, I think this year we'll, we'll, we'll see him break out some more. Uh, Baker's my next guy. Probably. I mean, fantasy is different, right? So. Yeah. You're talking, we're talking fantasy football oh, yeah. now. Correct. Yep. Okay. Yep. You, man, you love Cleveland. I've, I've seen I, that. I, do. I like the offense a lot. Nothing wrong with that. All right, cool. Now you now in terms of Baker Mayfield, are there? Would it be weird for me to say out of the blue? Having I don't know if you've done any research, but you know, are you picking him over a certain set of guys, like, or is it just like you want to draft him in any and yeah. all formats? Kind yeah, of this thing? this like my guys thing. I and that that's kind of like a general thing. I think these are guys who I'm like planting my flag in, being like these guys are going to be good this year. Like these are the yeah. dudes who I want to have. These are my my guys. Um, like I, I have, I have a bunch of them already on my fantasy teams. I got another draft tonight. Um, but these are all like the guys that I, that I want to have on my team. Does, does that, that makes sense, right? From, I think that's what my guys means. That's what I'm interpreting it as, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So these are the guys I want on my team. Like actually, so I, I play in, I think like three or four out of my like seven leagues, my redraft leagues, uh, that I play in it. They're like other two quarterback leagues and all, all like three of them that I have is, <laughs> I think it's, it's Baker, Minshew and Haskins. Those are my three quarterbacks. So I'm very into Baker. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very into him. So I, just well, think I would say if, <clears throat> if in your fantasy leagues, you have a lot of Baker Minshew and Haskins, then you mm-hmm. must be absolutely just loaded elsewhere because these are all yeah. guys yeah. that are, you know, app, you know, you draft after the 10th round. So you must be absolutely loading up on running backs and wide receivers in the meantime. Yeah. They're more scarce even in two quarterback leagues. I believe that. So the only guy I would take early really is, um, is like Lamar or Kyler. But if I don't get those guys, I'm just waiting a long time. Brady's a yeah. guy. I thought, I thought people would be a lot lower on Brady than I was, but people are like probably even more higher on Brady than, than I am. And I'm just surprised. Um, he's someone I want. Like if I could get my dream thing it, at their value, it'd be, it'd be Brady Baker and then Gardner. Those would be my guys. And I'd be, I'd be so happy about that. But, uh, people seem to like Brady more and more than, uh, than I thought they would. So yeah, um, rightfully so. Yeah, I, I agree. Definitely. Um, Philip Lindsay's my next guy. Uh, like you said, backup guy who's in another backup role, kind of. And he's kind of due for 200 touches every year. Gets 1,000 yards. Give him to me in the eighth round. No doubt. I'm with you there. <laughs> Perfect. Um, Michael Hardman. Uh, I, there's got to be another guy on on that team that catches the ball besides Tyreek Hill, right? And I don't think it's Sammy Watkins. Uh, I'm absolutely I, in love with Hardman. Yeah. 
I, th- I think these second-year receiver guys, Hardman and um, Nikhil Harry as well, I think these are guys so poised for a, 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 um, a turnaround. Uh, so I'm excited for both of them, really. But Meikle's the guy I chose. Um, the next guy I had is Hayden Hurst. I don't think we talked at all about him. How do you feel about him? Uh, I, I love him, and I love his okay. what he can do uh, in Atlanta. It's another high-powered offense. He's just going to throw, 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 throw. And what I love about the Atlanta offense is not only Hayden Hurst, but Todd Gurley too, because Matt Ryan, one or two plays to Julio or Ridley, boom, 80 yards in two plays. They're inside the five, they're inside the 10. You feed Gurley or you throw a little slant or a fade pass to Hurst. So I could see an instance where Hurst and Todd Gurley get a ton of touchdowns at the expense of a guy like Julio and -hmm. Calvin Ridley. Calvin and Julio are going to get them down there. Yeah, and Todd and Hurst are going to score most of the time. Yeah, totally, totally. I also think that for whatever reason, rewatching Atlanta film, I like Matt Ryan loves to throw the tight ends. I'm not sure if that's a Hooper thing. I'm not sure if that's a scheme thing. But uh, the only thing that's changing is the position player, and I think Hurst is a very yeah. good tight end. So I'm into it. I'm feeling. Yeah, it. I think Perfect. it's a, anybody could play that position. It's a scheme thing. So it's a per, it's a personnel mm-hmm. kind of thing. I think so too. Yeah. Okay. Oh, the next guy I have is DK Metcalf. Just a huge fan of that talent, man. I I just I'm falling in love with it. I think him. Yeah. And guys like Terry McLaurin, maybe even DJ Shark, are going to be like top 20, maybe top 25 guys in our fantasy drafts next year. You took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> awesome. We really agree on these. That's great. Um, I mean, it's good to disagree, but um, it's interesting. The next guy I had was uh, Minshew. You know, I love Minshew. He's got a pretty yeah. bad defense, um, a pretty good offense, I think. And he's a good quarterback, so give him to and me at that, his terrible ADP. Absolutely. And with his ATP, excuse me, with his ADP, He's not going to hurt you. All he can do is help you. And the major factor with him is is, uh, rushing yards. Anybody who plays fantasy football knows that any amount of rushing yards you get from a quarterback is is gravy. Yeah, definitely. Um, And Gardner Minshew, in in any league that's not – any league that's a one-quarterback league or anything like that, he is so free. It's – like people will pay you to take him, right? So, like, yeah, Um, you don't need to worry about drafting him. You can just – you know, take him if he starts heating up, which I think he will. Um, the last guy I have, just want to do a nice number 11 as a bonus meme. Um, I had carry on Johnson uh, as a did. How do you feel about that? I'm a carry on fan. Obviously, uh, you know, and anybody that <laughs> yeah. is listening to this knows I'm from uh, Detroit. I'm a huge Lions guy. And everybody's probably bummed out. You know, they drafted Swift. That was a knock on, on carry on. Then they added AP. That was a knock on carry on. Has anybody ever stopped to think that maybe, you know, drafting Swift to be a one-two punch with carry-on would be fantastic? And then, like as I said earlier, bringing in AP would be like a shot in the arm as like, you know, to make them work harder, to mentor them. So uh, he's just so young. He's only 23 years old. Yeah. People don't understand yeah. that. So you have carry-on who's 23 and Swift is 21. I think both of them together in tandem in Detroit can be a success story for years to come and make a lot of us here in Detroit happy for a long time. Yeah, I think uh, I think you kind of took the words out of my mouth for this one, man. I, I, I pretty much agree <laughs> with that. So that's why he's on that list, too. All right. So um, I'll probably just finish up the other stuff because I'll, I'll let you go now. I know we've been talking for a long time. So just yeah. if you want to plug your uh, your stuff again and uh, then we could say our goodbyes. Sure. Uh, I'm Chris Robin. You can find me on Twitter at Detroit Beastie. All of my content, all my DFS content and seasonal stuff is exclusively at DFS Cheat Sheet. Bottom of the barrel is out now. It's a DFS for the NFL. What's what what lower price guys to get in your your lineups alongside the high price studs to help your lineup pop in my rankings and projections. You can now find them and uh, fantasy pros all week 
in all season during the NFL year. So come find me on Twitter, send me a DM, let's chat. Yeah, please definitely check him out, guys. I, I, I do not know much about DFS. I'm not very good at DFS. Definitely not good at uh, IDP stuff, so I will definitely be looking out for that stuff. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me on again. It was a great discussion. Yeah, I loved it too. All right, peace, man. Later. Hey, guys. Um, So Chris had to go, so I'm just going to record the rest of this by myself. And, uh, you know, we just talked about the My Guy stuff. Um, please also remember to check Chris out. I, I really do like his stuff, um, especially for IDP. I don't know any shit about that. I don't know anything about DFS, really. I'm trash at that, so check him out for that for sure. But we just went over the My Guy stuff, right? We did. Just a reminder, My Guys, guys who I'm really into this year, who I'm very excited to get. It's going to be Joe Mixon, Odell Beckham, Le'Veon Bell, Robert Woods, Baker Mayfield, Philip Lindsay, Michael Hardman, Hayden Hurst, DK Metcalf, Gardner Minshew, and carry on Johnson. You know, you can you can find all this information too out at BakingGameSantasySports.com. That's where all this stuff is published. But uh, you know, I just want to get it out in like a different format so people can hear it and then uh, you know jerk me off about how good I am at predicting this stuff. So anyway, we are done with the my guys. Now I want to do my uh, my uh, six sleeper report. And uh, you know, we might have talked about some of these guys before, but uh, the first guy I have in here is Dwayne Haskins. Like I mentioned on the podcast, love the pedigree. Didn't see too much of him. He's got Terry McLaurin. He's got other guys to 32. You know, it's kind of not shooting fish in a barrel. A, a, a more apt analogy might be something like, I don't know, there's just like a lot of wide receivers there that could be good. And, and Dwayne Haskins has a great pedigree. So draft him. He's the quarterback 31 as of time publishing. Uh, this article was published on September 3rd. So the ADP might be off. The quarterback stuff might be off a little bit. But um, the ADP I had him at was 253. He's quarterback 31. He is so free. He's even more free than Gordon Minshew. So um, definitely you don't have to draft him unless you're in a two quarterback league. Then you probably will. But um, definitely you got to keep an eye on I, I, I think he's going to provide fantasy value as a streamer for sure this year at some point. The next guy I had was Joshua Kelly. A lot of these guys, you know, they're going pretty late, so they're pretty much free, but I don't think anyone, especially with no preseason, has any idea what's going on in LA's backfield. Either LA backfield, really. Um, Josh Kelly and then my next guy, Malcolm Brown, like, people don't know. You just assume Cam Akers, you just assume maybe Justin Jefferson, or you just assume, not just, okay. You just assume Justin Jackson and Austin Eckler, but, like, we don't know. And these guys, like, Joshua Kelly is RB72, his ADP is 233, Malcolm Brown is RB68, and his ADP is 217. Why not take a risk on these guys? We don't we don't know what's happening. I would much rather take a chance on a guy who might split the backfield or come out victorious or at least get to get rushes in than taking a guy like Tony Pollard or, or, or Madison. Like, you need injuries for that to happen. And do you really want to hold on to those guys for seven weeks while, you know, other guys are picking up waiver wire claims because we've actually seen what other players have done and those guys just sit on your bench and do nothing? You don't want to fucking do that. You want Josh Kelly. You want Malcolm Brown because these guys might actually start and might actually go from the get-go and be a good player. You want these guys. The next guy is Boston Scott. Um, hello, uh, operator, yes, I'd, uh, I'd like to know, I guess not operator, whatever, this is a shit joke, but, anyway, um, you know, Eagles, Eagles front office, I guess, give them a call, um, do you, do you guys do, um, RB by committee, is that something you always do? Uh, yes, that is something we always do, we do that all the time, uh, basically that shitty fucking joke that I just tried to tell was, um, basically saying, look, Miles Sanders isn't gonna be the only guy that's gonna get touches in, uh, in, uh, I'm sorry, in the Eagles in Philadelphia, there's going to be a guy named Boston Scott or probably some other random dudes that they sign, maybe even Devonta Freeman, that's going to get touches in, in that on that team. Um, and why not get a part of that? Because this guy, like most of these guys, like I said over here, are pretty much for free. Uh, Boston Scott is RB52. He's ADP168. Definitely less free than the other guys, but, um, you know, pretty late. And he, he could be, you know, a split backfield guy, like a uh, Philip Lindsay guy or maybe a Carrion Johnson type deal. All right, the next one I have is Robbie Anderson. I think we touched on a little bit this uh receiving group you know they paid him this offseason uh to, to come to carolina uh he's 
got other good weapons there. I, like, I think I talked about it on the podcast before. The defense isn't very good. Robbie Anderson is wide receiver 56, ADP 118. He's going to be used to stretch the field a lot. You know, we can use Curtis Samuel and we can use DJ Moore, you know, as more of, you know, toolsy guys. And then Robbie Anderson going deep. If you could really, uh, you know, unlock his potential, like the Jets failed to do time and time again. We get a guy who's a really good coach, I think, possibly, who turned two organizations around in college to come in here and actually use Rob Anderson. I- I'm confident he's able to do that. I think it's Matt Rule, right? Whoever the uh, Panthers coach is. But whoever the guy is, I remember looking into him, right? He turned Baylor around. He turned Temple around. I know that. I'm just totally blanking on the name. But um, he he's going to be a guy who probably can unlock Robbie Anderson like the Jets were unable to do. And in, for a team that I think is going to go 4-12 and with a quarterback who has some pretty good pedigree, who I think could be a good quarterback, maybe in the right system, maybe if he's not checking down all the time, we could see Robbie Anderson explode and be a top 32 wide receiver. Definitely pick him up. The next guy I have, you know, I talked about this a little bit already, is Michael Pittman Jr. Man, this guy is so underrated. He's wide receiver 63. He's ADP 175. He's going to be the, the second wide receiver on that team. I don't give a fuck about Zach Pascal. I don't give a fuck about Paris Campbell, whoever the fuck is on that dumbass indie team that's going to play wide receiver, it's Michael Pittman. He's the most talented guy. He's 100% going to be catching most of the balls. By this time, week seven, you're going to look back on this and you're going to be like, oh, I should have listened. I should have picked up Michael Pittman immediately because he had an amazing week one, an amazing week two, and now he's like a top 10 wide receiver every week. You're going to you're gonna thank me for, for picking up Pittman. Um, a guy I'm definitely a little less confident. I love the talent, but um, T. Higgins, love the talent. Huge fan of the talent. But you know, this is all for redraft leagues, right? It's a very cramped wide receiving room with Auden Tate, John Ross, right? Um, we have uh, AJ Green, and then, God, there's one more guy that I'm totally like, Auden Tate, AJ Green, um, who's the other guy? Oh, Tyler Boyd, Tyler Boyd, right. Um, so, I mean, it's it might be tough for a rookie with no preseason and, you know, the whole COVID situation going on to squeeze in that wide receiver group. This isn't a Michael Pittman situation, right? This isn't a situation where we have, like, really bad wide receivers or who I classify as bad receivers, going up against a rookie who was drafted pretty highly. T. Higgins is going up against guys who I think are actually pretty good. Um, but if he's able to get in there, like AJ Green gets hurt, and, you know, he beats out Auden Tate, or possibly, um, uh, I mean, possibly Boyd. I-, I don't know if that'll happen, because I like Boyd a lot. But, um, you know, we can see that possibly happen. And if he starts on the field with Burrow, I'm very interested to see him do well. I think over the years, we'll see this combina- combination be hella tight and hella good. Uh, the next one we also mentioned a little bit uh, on the podcast already is Van Jefferson. He is, he might be the most free guy on here. Uh, he's close to it. He is wide receiver 105. His ADP is 339. Um, I'm just going to say it for these next three guys, even really. What do you have to lose by taking him? He's going to be the wide receiver three, I think, on that team. And um, if you think McVay's a good coach, if you think they're going to throw the ball a lot, if you think, like I think in my bold projections, that, you know, it's possible golf throws are 5,000 yards, you're going to want a piece of that, and you're going to want Van Jefferson. The next guy I have is uh, J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. He is wide receiver 102. His ADP is 331. Um... This is another, you know, hit or miss guy. You can you can drop this guy just if you really want to. You can drop Van Jefferson. You can drop T. You can drop JJ Ortega Whiteside if they don't start off very hot for a waiver wire hotness, waiver wire goodness. Um, he's he's a free wide receiver. But let me just ask you a question: Who who is starting for the Eagles a wide receiver? Is it um, Jalen Rager who's hurt? Is it um, Deshaun Jackson who's going to be hurt? Is it? Um, basically his clone, right? Is it Alshon Jeffrey who's going to start the year on the pup? Maybe we'll be ready by week eight. Um, or, or is it J.J. Ortega-Whiteside? I think it could be J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. So take your chance on him. People like Carson Wentz. I think y'all should like Carson Wentz. I like Carson Wentz as a quarterback. Um, he should be able to get him the ball, and uh, I'm excited for him. So he's someone I'm definitely keeping an eye on. You probably don't have to draft this guy. Like, you probably don't have to draft Van Jefferson. You probably don't have to draft T, but um, you know, definitely keep an eye on him. The next guy I have 
who I was kind of convinced about um, before is Russell Gage. He's wide receiver 100. His ADP is 321. This is all fantasy pro stuff, just as heads up the ADP, where I pulled it from from a few days ago. That That's that's what it's from. Um, Russell Gage, again, a guy who's free. He's going to be the wide receiver three in Atlanta. I think that's pretty clear cut. And um, if Atlanta goes 7-9 and nine again, or does that weird stuff again, it's not going to be because of the defense. If they win 5-6-7 games, it's going to be because of the offense. And uh, Russell Gage seemed like he was coming out a little bit last year. Um, and then I'm also not a huge fan of Calvin Ridley at his ADP. I think he's a pretty good player and will eventually overtake Julio when Julio retires. Not before then. Um, but Russell Gage is going to be a good number three option. You should definitely look into that. Uh, OJ Howard um, is the best tight end on his team. I think that's pretty hands down if he could stay healthy. Um, it's kind of between him and Bright. I don't really believe in Gronk at all, so take OJ Howard. The next guy I had is Blake Jarwin. He is the tight end 20, ADP 166 and a half, whatever the fuck. Um, I, th- I don't know if you guys watch Dallas film, but, um, watching Dak Prescott throw, like, 80-something balls to a, 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 a Jason Witten who was in the broadcasting booth, um, and then going to a, a young, I'm gonna call him a young hotness in Blake Jarwin, uh, there's a significant deep difference there, and I think he's gonna way outperform his ADP. He'll be a top-12 quarterback by the end of this year. I, I think that's, I don't think that's even controversial to say. Um, the last one I had, which I wish, oh man, I wish we had... Uh, Detroit Bestie on or BC or whatever on here um, to talk about this because I have the Lions defense actually is a pretty big sleeper. Their DST 19, their ADP is 237. Um, I think I've said this if you turn into a lot of my streams, but basically um, they're in a really crappy division for offense. Um, they have Okuda, they have some, you know, Patriots guys and a defensive science wizard. Yeah, it could all come together. Um, I feel like 19 might be a little early for them, though, honestly. If you can get them, like, 25, if you go that deep in defense, it's, like, best ball and stuff. Um, I, I think I think Detroit Lions are someone you can invest in and be pretty happy about. I have other notables. Um, you can read that on the site, but it's just, like, Haskins, A.J. Dillon, Justice Hill, Golden Tate, Nikhil Harry, Randall Cobb, Anthony, Antonio Gandy-Golden, Steve Sims, Ian Thomas, Jay Sternberger, Devin Asai. Um, you know, New England tight ends, any of those, Asai or the other guy, I think you can check them out, but these guys I'm probably less confident in for this year, but I like all of the talent going forward. Ian Thomas, I'm actually pretty confident in, but I, I think I wanted to include OJ Howard and Blake Jarwin in my official list first. Um, so yeah, you can check that all stuff on the site. So that was it for my sleeper report. The next thing I have is my football breakouts and busts. Uh, breakouts ADP. <laughs> Number one is Ian Thomas. He's the tight end 23. His ADP is 160. Yeah, I think... Kind of self-evident. We talked about this a lot before with Robbie Anderson and other Carolina guys. It's going to be, I think, what could be a good offense. You might want a piece of it. 10 and 26, he's pretty much free. Gardner Minshew, we talked about before, for sure. Um, Quarterback 19, his ADP is 147. I've seen on Yahoo go with like 30 as a 30th overall quarterback, which is just god-awful insane. So if you're doing a Yahoo draft, you can get him so free, it's not even funny. Um, and he's gonna have a good. He's going to be on a good offense because he's a good quarterback, and his defense is kind of bad slash transitioning this year. So a lot of opportunities this year. Michael Pittman, we talked about before. He's the third guy. Hayden Hurst, we kind of talked about before. Um, I think Matt Ryan just loves tight ends, and I think they just scheme tight ends open. And also, I I probably should have said it on the show before when I was talking to Detroit Bestie Chris or BC. Sorry, I'm just gonna call him Chris. I was talking to Chris before. Probably should have really said that. Um. I like Hayden Hurst as a talent, too. It's not just the system. I think Hayden Hurst finally getting out of Baltimore, finally getting out of Mark Andrews' shadow. Um, I think we'll see a lot of good stuff from him. The next guy I had is Golden Tate. He's probably just the best receiver on that team for uh, for fantasy because he's he's pretty close to being this, the, the first best, but he's definitely the second best behind Sterling Shepard. Sterling Shepard is going to get a lot of the work from the best cornerbacks on other teams. Golden Tate can work, can work otherwise, and I think the offense will be good because the defense will be bad, and I don't hate... Um, like, I think we talked about a little bit between, you know, Dwayne Haskins and... Uh, the quarterback for the Giants that I'm totally blanking on right now. I think we talked a little bit about before, like, who I like better, but I don't dislike the Giants quarterback who was taken... Why am I blanking on him, dudes? What is wrong with me? 
I feel like I want to say, like, I know it's not. Uh, Daniel, Daniel Jones, I was going to say Josh Allen. Obviously not Josh Allen, but um, Daniel Jones, right. I think that it, he's he's a fine quarterback, maybe like a top 20, top 25 guy. I'd like to see a lot more because I think he was good for half the year and then not good, not so good the rest of the year. But um, as a fantasy option, I'm pretty into it. He goes a little high for my liking, but, um, you know, he's going to be throwing a lot of good options and Golden Tate's definitely one of them. So definitely want a piece of that, I think. Baker Mayfield, I mentioned before, he's quarterback 15. He's ADP 130. Take him. That offense is going to be good. J.K. Dobbins, ADP 98, running back 34. Um, Mark Ingram's, like, running back 18 or running back 16, I think, and, like, take him away earlier, just take the lower guy, and, um, they'll probably get the same amount of reps. J.K. Thomas could even be in line for more. Um, I, I think that's fairly self-evident. Just take him, 100% take him. He, he's free for a rookie, kind of, like, compared to him to where, where Jonathan Taylor's going, uh, I'm taking Dobbins all day. It's not even close. Um, then the next guy has Michael Gallup. He's, the talent's just there. Um, Dak's a good quarterback. Probably not worth the money that someone's gonna have to give him. Um, but he's a very good quarterback right now, Gallup. This, maybe not even a hot take, he might be the best wide receiver on the team, unless Amari Cooper, you know, controls his dropping, his drops, because that guy, I, I feel like he has, like, eight drops a year, but they're all just so stupid and so crucial that it, it just, it blows my mind. You just can't do that. Michael Gallup doesn't do that. He's a good wide receiver. So taking him at ADP 75, wide receiver 29, that's good stuff. GJ, DJ Chark, like I kind of mentioned before, um, I mentioned Chark, I mentioned McLaurin, and I also mentioned uh, another young wide receiver. I'm forgetting who it is now. But, um, you know, we could see guys like Chark being in the top 20, top 25 next year. Um, I kind of talked about it with Minshew. He's going to be on a team that throws the ball deep or throws the ball a lot because they're going to be trailing probably. And the defense is pretty young, not very good. So, uh, and DJ Chark, you know, showed us last year that he's a very good player. So why not upgrade him this year when they have an even worse defense? And, and Minshew will be starting and Nick Foles won't be the goddamn quarterback for four games and make us lose all those games. And me. The next guy I had, I think it's just obvious where the talent is, Robert Woods. He, he's the most talented wide receiver on that team, and he might even be the top 10 most talented wide receiver in the league. I don't think that's overstepping. Okay, let's get to the busts, which I really don't think I've talked too much about the busts, um, but let's go over them. Melvin Gordon my R is the RB17. His ADP is 30. Gamey Phillip Lindsay at a way later cost. They're going to split. Melvin Gordon is going to split. He's not going to be the RB17. Not okay. Jonathan Taylor, same deal. Marlon Mack, not going to happen. Not happy about that. I think that's pretty silly to to take a guy who's a rookie, who oh, you, I guess could be a very good rookie and on a very good team with a very good line, but Marlon Mack is still there. He's not an RB19. Give me Le'Veon Bell. Give me any other guy besides him. Uh, I'm taking them over Jonathan Taylor. No, thank you. Miles Sanders, we talked about this before. He's in a committee. Not a huge fan. His RB, uh, RB13 is ADP21. That even isn't terrible. If I'm taking him in the third round, kind of like the same thing with Derek Henry, who is my fourth bust on here. You know, if I want to talk about them together, I like these guys as talents. I just think they're getting going way too early. If I can get these guys in the third round, I'm very happy to do that. But before that, no thank you. They're going way too high. And Derek Henry's the fifth overall, uh, fifth fifth running back in the sixth overall pick. You're going to be so frustrated trying to start this dude, and he's going to let you down some weeks, and he's going to score 200 points. He's going to rush for 200 yards and two touchdowns the next week, and you're not even going to need it. It's for 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 um for fantasy, he's tough. Um, and I just don't think he's that good of a uh, a running back without a solid offensive line without Jack Hawkland. Been saying that for the entire offseason. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is the quarterback one on Fantasy Pros. His ADP is 18. I don't know if that's like cheating. If Fantasy Pros just like they do an aggregate, so it's like can't really be like you know cherry picking, right? But um, he's not even the best fantasy quarterback, and that's not even close. Lamar is. It's not even close. ADP 18. Bro, I, I'm taking Miles Sanders. I'm taking Jonathan Taylor. I'm taking some other guys that I have in this bus league before I take Mahomes. That's not even close. 
Um, I just I want to remind people. Um, I want you know. Let me read off Patrick Mahomes. Not that pa- I'm not shitting on Patrick Mahomes because I think he's a bad player. He is the best quarterback in the league, which kind of makes him the best player in the league. Um, he played in 14 games last year. He threw 484 passes. He threw for 4,000 yards, 26 touchdowns, and five interceptions. Does that scream quarterback one over Lamar Jackson to you? Because the year before does. I mean, he threw for 580 balls, 100 more balls than he did last time. Threw for 1,000 more yards, 5,000 yards, 50 touchdowns, and 12 interceptions. That's only in two more games. Um, I think people might be thinking that this is Patrick Mahomes from 2018, and that's all he's going to throw 50 touchdowns every year. That's not the case. He should not be the quarterback one. He should not be anywhere drafted pick 18. That's the stupidest shit I've ever heard in my life. If we're talking about two quarterback leagues, that's very different. But this, we're not talking about two quarterback leagues. That's not how the ADP works for, for most sites and all that stuff. And that's how it works for, for uh, fantasy pros. So don't take Mahomes that early. You're dumb to do it. Uh, the next guy we got is Calvin Ridley, wide receiver 17, uh, ADP 44. It's just too early for me. He's a fine talent, but he's a wide receiver too. And I mean... Actually, let, let me let me open up Fantasy Pros. I, I'll just tell you guys who I would rather take over Calvin Ridley, and it's going to be, like, the next, like, 10 guys. Like, it's not even close. Let's see. Ridley is going um, before... So, right after Ridley, Calvin Ridley is actually the 15th guy right here. He's the 43rd overall, the 15th ADP for wide receivers, the 15th ranked wide receiver. I'm taking... The guys after him are DJ Moore. I'm taking DJ Moore. I'm taking all these guys. DJ Moore, Allen Robinson, Tyler Lockett, Keenan Allen, Robert Woods, DK Metlath, Corton Sullen, Stefan Diggs, Terry McLaurin, T.Y. Hilton... AJ, uh, I'm sorry, DJ Chark, and then maybe he, Marquise Brown, Jarvis Landry, Michael Gallup, that's like a toss-up, um, but yeah, I'm taking all those guys, uh, it, it's not even close, Ridley is going way too high, um, okay, uh, Raheem Mostert, RB24, pick, uh, ADP 58.5, um, Tevin Coleman is still there, Jarek McKinnon's still there, um, they ride the hot hand, why take Mostert that early when you can take another guy later, this just seems dumb, this is bad, you're, you're stupid, don't do this, uh, Cam Akers, we talked about this with my, um, my sleeper's a little bit. He's RB28. He's ADP71. Not terrible for a rookie guy, but uh, he doesn't have a great pedigree, and I don't even think he's going to be the starter, so uh, we'll see. AJ Green's another guy um, that I have in my bust. I'm probably the least confident about AJ Green. He's wide receiver 28. He's ADP71. This kind of feels, you know, the more I think about it, like, will he get injured? Won't he get injured? If he gets injured, you know, he'll be bad. He'll be a bust. If he doesn't get injured, yeah, he'll probably be pretty good. I like Joe Burrow, and I think they're going to throw a lot, so you know, we'll see how that goes, but I, I'm more leaning on the side of him being hurt or, or hobbled this season and getting good young rookies in so they see what they have going forward, because I don't think AJ Green's going to be with this team next year. Um, he, I'm pretty sure his contract's up, and I think he'll go somewhere else. Uh, yeah, so the last guy I have is Rob Gronkowski. This is easy. He's tight end 10, ADP 83. Are you actually fucking kidding me? This is so early, and you're all dumb. He's not even the best wide receiver on his team. I, I, I'm going to do the same thing I did Except it's going to be more, uh, I'm going to do the same thing I did, read off guys who I'd rather take instead of Calvin Ridley. I'm going to do the same thing for Gronk, and it's just insanity. Uh, Evan Ingram, Hunter Henry, Jared Cook, Tyler Higby, Austin Hooper, Hayden Hurst, Noah Fan, Mike Gusecki, TJ Hawkinson, Johnny Smith, Blake Jarwin. These are all guys I want more than, than Rob Gronkowski. It, it's not even close. It blows my mind that people are taking that early. Um, don't do it. You're going to regret it if you do. Rob Gronkowski has been retired for a year. Uh, and he's going to Tampa Bay with a new system. With I don't care if he's with Brady. He's still not the best tight end on that team. I don't give a shit. He, he was signed to sell tickets, maybe. I don't even know. Okay, so that was my breakouts and busts. Um, the last thing I want to leave y'all with is my fantasy football. Um, hot takes? Bold predictions? Bold predictions. All right, let's just run them down. We talked about a lot of these guys probably, so we're just doing it. Number one, Tom Brady will be top four quarterback this year. He is the best wide receiving group he's had since Randy Moss. It's kind of a given. 
Uh, Mahomes will finish outside the top five for QBs and will not come close to his current ADP, which is 18. Yeah, I spoke about that in his bust. Mahomes is going to be a bust for his um, position in one quarterback leagues. Um, yeah, finish outside the top five quarterbacks. I think that's pretty spicy. Um, but if I'm going to name the guys, it's uh, Brady Baker. <laughs> um, I mean, those guys are possible, but I think it's more likely that it's like Dak Watson, uh, Lamar, Maybe Brady, actually, at this point, and uh, Russell Wilson. I could see him possibly falling out. He can get injured again and throw 25 touchdowns. It's totally possible. My third fantasy football bold take is Le'Veon Bell will outscore Miles Sanders. I think semi-self-explanatory. Le'Veon Bell and Miles Sanders are probably similar in terms of how good they are talent-wise at this point in their careers. Um, and Le'Veon Bell has a backfield all to himself, so kind of just points me to that. Uh, Miles Sanders probably has a better offensive line, but like we spoke about earlier... Um, uh, the Eagles had to bring back 38-year-old Jason Peters because Dillard and another, uh, I think, O-lineman are hurt for now for the year, I think. So, um, kind of a cringe offensive line. And the Jets haven't really got a better offensive line. So, Connor McGovern, you know, the guys they sent from Denver, um, and Mickey Becton, uh, they, have, they have a better line they had last year. So, I'm excited for Le'Veon Bell. Okay, my number four is Carrion Johnson will outscore DeAndre Swift, and Philip Lindsay will outscore Melvin Gordon. They're going later, too, so this is definitely going to be the truth. Um, number five, Telvin Gorman, uh, Telvin, oh God, Tevin Coleman scores the most points of any running back on the 49ers. Um, yeah, I like the talent better than Raheem Mostert. They're going to ride the hot hand. It's totally possible that he does that. Damn, I feel like we're talking in circles with all these guys, but these are just the guys I like, you know? Uh, number six is Michael Pittman scores the most points in half point PPR of any rookie wide receiver. I think that's kind of a bold take, but it fits under the rest of my takes. I love him. He's the second wide receiver on that team and Phil, uh, Phil Rivers is going to dish him the ball. Number seven, Robbie Anderson finishes a top 30 wide receiver. That's going to happen. That's not even that bold. Robert Woods finishes as a top 10 receiver in half-point PPR. Again, not even that bold. He's a top 10 receiver in real life. Uh, number nine, OJ Howard is the best tight end on his team and scores at least 40 points more than the next tight end on his team. I feel like a lot of these ones are kind of, you know, they get across the same message that I got across in my, you know, breakouts, my busts, but I'm actually putting, you know, some, some like words behind it. Like OJ Howard will do 40 more points than everyone else. That's insane. Um, but I think it could happen because he's the best tight end on that team. Um, number 10, Dallas, Dallas Goddard scores more points than Hunter Henry or Tyler Higbee. Um, yeah, if the Eagles don't have wide receivers and Dallas Goddard plays more wide receiver with Zach Ertz, uh, I don't like Hunter Henry's quarterback. I don't even know if Tyler Higbee's the best tight end on his team. Kind of going to take Dallas Goddard at that point. Um, so yeah, those are my bold predictions for fantasy. They fall in line kind of with my other stuff pretty much, but, um, yeah, I just wanted to finish that, that this segment out. Wish we, I could have talked a little bit more about this stuff, but, um. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. I've got a fantasy draft that I'm going to be doing if you're watching me live in like 30 minutes, so should be a fun time. But um, yeah, that's it for the podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed what we did. And uh, yeah, have a good day. That's it for this episode of the Bacon Game Sports Pod. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And follow Jesse on Twitter at E-S-S-E-J-T-H-E-S-L.